Hello and welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on my shirt. This is Parker. I go by uh, one who parks onto my shirt. This is Jeremy. I also go by Mutilus on my shirt. Shit, I need that back. (laughs) (laughs) This is Aaron. I go by Treffenwood. It's stenciled on my shirt, and my shorts, and my drawers. Basically everywhere. (laughs) All right. <clears throat> well, <coughs> I'm dying. <coughs> All right, I'm back. Uh, quick announcements, Parker. Uh, oh, we buddy. have an adjustment to your oh, probationary episodes. Mm-hmm. So first off, you're going to go down to fifteen, nineteen. That's good. That's yeah. moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you bet two hundred episodes to win fifty. That Modok and Hulk were going to be higher point threats than their original. Okay. I want you to know that I made the bet, and I reckon I, I read the Discord, and I realized this. I was like, mm, "Well, I did not realize it was in your favor. I actually thought it was in mine. I'm fine with losing the bet because I made the bet, and I just I'll, I'll lie in the bed that I made. However, I thought it was the opposite way around. I thought it was because I was trying because I was betting on two models simultaneously that you were giving me better odds." You were, it was it was four to one in my favor, not yours. I didn't realize that okay. it was the opposite way around. But so I I believe I said I like I tried to verbalize it as well as I could that you were leveraging two hundred of your episodes to win back fifty. Okay. But the reason I set the odds the way I did was because I agreed with you, mm-hmm. and so I was like, this is likely to happen. So, because I thought that was their plan. I thought it was going to be both of them were one point higher than their original. Right. And that was going to be like their, look how the game has advanced. It was like an escalation kind of situation. And I totally. The first, yeah, the first wave of models is now stronger than they used to be. And I totally see that, which is why. When I, when I also read that in Discord, like your, your explanation. I was like, that makes perfect sense. Right. So I, I want you to know I am comfortable mm-hmm. laying it in, but I'm going to make sure that I, I look at it twice <laughs> next time before I make the bet. So, All right, so that's going to move you to 1,719 probationary episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone listened to whatever episode this was, I didn't write, I didn't make a note of the episode. Um, if if I said it the other way, please message me with a timestamp, and I'll go back and double check. And if I'm wrong, we'll fix it. But I'm I'm quite certain that's what it was. I uh, to my memory. It, you could have you could have tried to help me understand that, and I just misunderstood. I think, mm-hmm. to my memory, because I remember you agreed with me that it was highly likely, right? Which is like I'm basically betting against myself, right? Right. And so anyone who's like, yeah, I think the sun's going to come up tomorrow, it's like well, you want to bet on it. You're like, not really, because I feel like I lose both ways. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, let's see. We got three more bets in the pipe for Parker. We've got, um, uh oh, this is a scary one. So I bet 200 of your episodes for you to win 1,200 that Bishop and Shadowcat would be in a box and Shaw and Celine would be in a box. Just So I feel like that was right after Emma got spoiled with mm-hmm. Psylocke. And I was really sure about this. Um, could yeah. I do one uh, thing to this? I just, I'm looking at the notes you, just to okay. spell her name right so it doesn't come up. Oh, weird. yeah. No. Uh, now I'm going to change the math. Uh, now it's just <laughs> an even bet. <laughs> yes, you corrected my spelling. 
to be fair, you, your spelling of Celine is another kind of Celine, just not the Celine from the comics. Yeah, I know that I, I right clicked it and made it Celine because I spelled it horribly wrong the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and that so it came up as that. All right, so we got so as long as those two characters come in boxes together, Parker wins twelve hundred episodes, which would reduce his total to five hundred and nineteen. Mm-hmm. And if he loses, he goes to nineteen nineteen. Mm-hmm. Um and then Parker bet 200 episodes that Shocker cannot apply the shock condition. Mm-hmm. That seems like an auto-loss bet, but you know what? Parker's the better here. And then the final one, is, I, it's just hard to say that out loud. Like, that <laughs> I'm seems so, so ignorant. I am so confident. Okay, I want John, please message me when you hear this. Uh, Parker bet 200 episodes that Shocker will not be able to shock people. I don't think... He doesn't have electricity powers. I think Electra will shock people. That's what I think will happen. <laughs> what is so, his power? What? What is his power if not shocking people? It's it's force beams. It's, it's like it's like repulsor things. It's, he doesn't... He's called the Shocker, but he doesn't have electrical powers. It's not electric. I mean... Why his, is he wearing a quilt? His fists are electrical. Like, it's, they're run on electricity, but I don't think they're electrical in any way. He doesn't shoot lightning bolts. He shoots blasts. I, I, I'm in I Parker's corner. I would literally, like, spit take if he can't. <laughs> so I think Parker's got a leg to stand on here, because uh, ever since they released uh, Colossus, mm-hmm. do you know what his uh, X-Slam doesn't do? Slam. Slam. So they could absolutely release Shocker you, and not Shock. You know what effect is not in this game? Slam. Hmm. A slam should be a push or a throw. Instead, it is neither. I'm not going to argue against that. Exactly. How about this? Uh, why is uh, Cyclops' beam attack energy if it's just kinetic force? I'm not saying it, it makes sense. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I think they just for the name, like they're going to do it, even if it doesn't make sense. But I actually do think it makes sense because I feel like his, his attacks do disrupt people. Like, they're stunning, you might even say. I could see them stun. I don't okay. think they'll apply right. well, Anyway, I feel like we're getting bogged down in the weeds. Well, yeah, yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, let's keep going. All right. Um, so, Parker's last bet was the next Captain America, which he did not specify the identity, the alter ego, just that it is a Captain America, uh, would not be in the Avengers affiliation. He bet 50, 50 episodes on that. All right. Parker, what's next? We got some news. News. All right, first up, we got some Immortal Hulk tactics cards. This is a leak, not an official thing, so you may or may not have uh, seen this depending upon uh, your news sources and your social media, but here we go. Uh, The first one is called One Below All in reference to the Immortal Hulk series. The One Below All is the cosmic entity that we don't it's not really defined throughout the entire series but he it is this entity that is entropy functionally it's the it's the personification of the concept that eventually all things are destroyed and there is nothing left the the opposite of matter kind of um and hulk is kind of like uh his avatar more or less he's not giving him power but he's counting on hulk to eventually just smash everything if that if that matters um it's an unaffiliated card. Uh, it's active. During the Immortal Hulk's turn, he can spend two power to play it. If Hulk has an immortality token, he immediately removes up to two special conditions from himself. If he does not have an immortality token, he can place himself within two of its current position. So for two power, 
uh, depending upon the point of the game, it's a flexible card, either special effects, uh, special conditions, or placement. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think about this. At first, I was like, this card is trash. Why did anybody ever play it? The more I think about it, I think it actually has a little bit of game. I I know what I thought about it. Uh, With a model like this one, uh, he does technically daze token, right? He does daze token, which means he will shake conditions. Um, But on his backside... No, it happens before the normal undazing process, I think. Oh, but does I think it? it says does he keep tokens? Into his, I think it says in his ability though that Ooh. he shakes tokens. Because that would matter. That was that was the first thing oh, I thought. I'm checking. Does he does he actually shake the tokens? I thought he does. All special conditions. So when he gets the day's token at the end of the turn, he'll shake the conditions. Okay. So um, this just gives him the chance to remove conditions again, but he already gets one. That, that's one of the things about Hulk's after playing She Hulk a lot. I've just noticed that she kind of has conditions most of the game. She just kind of has them stuck to her. Uh, so the ability to remove some conditions would be really nice. But Well, for example, let's say once. you go to activate him when he's got the immortality token. You shake stagger and yes. judgment. That seems very good. Stagger, but, yeah, stagger is a really big deal, yeah. But I feel like getting staggered when you're already on the like the injured side, basically, it seems less than likely, but it's possible. Yeah. The big thing for me is possibly removing judgment. That's the big one. Placing himself within two is just something he does anyway for three, so he's doing it for two, but that means he could do it twice, once with this and then mm-hmm. once with the other. So he could move very far earlier in the game. Or for cheaper if he wanted to pick up an extract or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like it's the worst combination of effects. You want it to be the opposite, where if he doesn't have the token, he can place two. Sorry, if he does have the token, he can place two, and if he doesn't, then he removes conditions. I feel like it's the opposite of what you want. So I think this card will be useful in about 80% of the games you play Immortal Hulk in. Uh, I agree with you. It would be better if it was reversed, but the fact that it's not doesn't mean it's useless. Like, you could have some debilitating effects on your backside. You're like, nope, I am no longer shocked and staggered, or whatever the case may be, Uh, which Mm -hmm. is baller. Um, Or, on your front side, uh, the ability to double place and double attack and throw uh, with his his builders having a built-in wild throw. I mean, could be super key. Uh, I would absolutely pay two to be able to get an extra range two place at the right moment. Um, so I, I think this card uh, will be in every Immortal Hulk roster uh, for the first month, uh, and then it might slip out of some, but I still think it's pretty good. I rated it a seven. I mean, climbing gear got taken out of the game, and it's basically a climbing gear, right? I mean, But it's on a model that already has um, movement. Right, like you took climbing gear for the characters that didn't have movement, like Magneto. Um, but there's some. I just feel. I just feel like there's going to be this is going to get left on the floor. I could see it making a lot of tens, but if we're assuming you're taking patch up Gamma Drain and like uh, two affiliated cards, like I just don't feel like there's space for this. Because if we look at most lists, most lists have two affiliated cards and they're two restricteds, and then you're one like alternate. And I, I feel like this isn't going to make that cut very often. I just think if you've got seven points invested in a model uh, and you can take a card to allow that model to get an extra attack or a throw, uh, I, I think I'm with you. Maybe a little higher on it than you are, but I don't think it's breaking. I just think it, I don't know, I think it'll see some table play. I feel like no matter the cost is better in that slot for just playing a Mortal Hulk. Like being able to do his his big attack for two power and not really caring that he takes damage for it. I think that feels better than this. 
I don't again, I don't think the card's bad. I think you're right. I think it has some play. I just think tactic slots in in squads are just too competitive right now. Fair enough. Speaking of tactics, we don't want to know about his other card? Nope. I oh. do. I do. I overrule you. Oh. Okay. Mm. Uh, the second card, uh, Brandon actually mentioned it, is Gamma Drain. It's also an affiliated. The Mortal Hulk can play it. Um, she, he chooses a character within two of him and places a Gamma Drain token on that character. Uh, sorry, he actually places it down on the character on a specific power, either active or reactive superpower. When this superpower marked with a Gamma Drain token is used, Mortal Hulk gains power equal to the power spent using it. So if you... Obviously, to get more uh, value out of it, you would want to put it on a power that gets used multiple times over a turn or a round uh, or something that costs an extraordinary amount. Uh, so you could do something like binary form, even though it only played once, it, give, it costs four. Or you could put it on something like Magneto's uh, refraction uh, superpower. So every single time Magneto spins two to put up his shield, he's automatically giving two to Hulk. Um, so... I, I I will I'll, I'll ask what you guys think of this. Go ahead. Uh, it's a powerful effect, but again, I don't think he needs it. It it's interesting though. Um, I without having played the model yet and not having seen the, the all the the permutations of his abilities, it's hard to say for sure. But I feel like this card is hugely overrated. I feel like it's just okay. I'm actually gonna agree with you on this one. Uh, I think the situations are niche where you'll use it. Uh, your opponent's going to know that. Like, oh, look at that. There's my Magneto. What if I don't run him towards your Mortal Hulk? Oh, you're going to double right. move hop next to me just to play this card? Like, that's a horrible fucking activation. Uh, I think. If it was just play at the start of the game, it'd be more annoying. But even still, like, it, I think most turns we're just assuming that he's going to have 10 power anyway after the game gets rolling. But clearly we'll need to see what this guy looks like on the table. But I, I'm with you, I think. I want to be able to get use out of my card every time I play it. Like, they're important. Uh, and this card yeah. uh, is going to have games where it's uh, super great, because you, you put this on Magneto turn two, and there'll be other games where you're like, uh, there's no good model to put this on. Uh, then what's it doing in your roster? So, Jeremy, what do you think? Uh, I'm just trying to imagine a world where this matters that much. Um, aside from being able to do his spender without actually doing a builder to gain power, it's kind of cool. But what model that's standing next to Immortal Hulk is going to be alive that long? <laughs> like, being within two and doing things. I, I just don't know. I, I can't imagine putting it in a list of five cards that are much more important. Uh, I think this is a very much a meme card. I, I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's very, very low power. Think about, think about Soulstone, right? Like, isn't Soulstone just definitely better than this? And how often do we see Soulstone on any characters? Um, well, so the issue being that the character with Soulstone has to survive, mm -hmm. um, and in a proximity to someone like Magneto, that's difficult. But Hulk, Immortal Hulk of all models can. But the question is, does he need that much power? Right. And so the only way I see it getting played is if the strategy becomes starve him for power and either kill him or deal with him in a different way. Then this card becomes very good, right? Like it, what happens when your opponent brings two models that judge you? And now you're like, or like, or have power drain or something like that. And you're like, oh, well, all of a sudden, gamma drain actually stops that whole strategy. Mm -hmm. So I could see it making tens, but I don't see it making fives hardly I, ever. And, and see, I think as, as me as a player, somebody gamma drains my guy. Okay, okay. Unless 
maybe there's a couple models in the game that we could we could think of. Magneto is a good example. Magneto is like a prime example for someone who's spending his his power on his powers and almost never anything else. But I I could spend my four or five power on an attack instead, right? A spender, um, and then he gets nothing for it, and I still turn my power into something. So I think there are some characters in the game that Gamma Drain are going to be great at. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a oh look, my opponent's playing Brotherhood and he only has Magneto, so Let's go ahead and bring Gamma Drain and make sure to get some value out of it. But unless your opponent's doing something like that for you, I don't know. I don't know when you're excited to bring this. I don't think it's a, I'm just going to put it in every time because I want to Gamma Drain with Hulk. That's not, I don't think, the formula. Yep. All right, what's next? We got Modok, Scientist Supreme. Um, just uh, for those of you who are paying really close attention, the first thing I saw on all of this card is the nods to strange sorcerer supreme <laughs> they put it like in three different places which i think is adorable uh modok scientist supreme is a uh four cost character which is why i lost the bet he is uh a defensive stats of three physical th uh three energy and five mystic he has seven health on the front side and five health on the back side he's a size three instead of a size four and he still moves short um his backside is identical except for the health I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is it common for him to redesign his body in a noticeable enough way to change size? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he, like okay. re he, he reinvents himself pretty constantly, and when he reinvents himself, okay. it can be radical. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Doomsday Chair Arsenal, um, is his first attack. It's a range four, five dice, physical. Uh, he can ch uh, choose to be it for to be energy as well if he wants to. Uh, he gains uh, power for damage and has a wild incinerate. He also has a mystical spender called Psionic Assault. It's range three for four dice. For power, it gives seven dice. Um, before damage is dealt, the char uh, this character may advance the target character short. So it's an auto advance of the target before damage. And then it has a wild called Disorient. Before damage is dealt again, the character gains stun. Very solid. Well, can we talk about attacks for a second? Yeah, that, that's why I stopped. Uh, last week, you talked about how Black Bolt might have the best spender, the best builder in the game. Mm -hmm. This guy kind of gives him a run for his money. It's close. Uh, this is this is Cable's attack uh, without the ability to change typing. So uh, but it's only range four. And it's range four, so it loses one less range and ability to change typing. And I can tell you, Cable's attack feels great all the time. Um, and and this is one like I said, one less range, and but can choose its typing. Tell you who fucking hates this guy is uh, convocation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, convocation's gonna a hate four cost model that just nukes their guys regardless of what type they want to defend. He against. is the scientist supreme. Mm -hmm. Science trumps magic, right? I thought convocation loved this guy to play with like, him. Yeah, but I think to play against him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I think both. I think both. Yeah. I think it's. I really like that both of his uh, on his spender both effects are before. I think that's cool. It's the second attack I think that gives stun before damage. Uh, third, third now actually, yeah. yeah. Who's, First, who's the second? Mystique uh, is one. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the she just it was just spoiled. It was one of the new girls. Is it is it Emma? Psylocke. It's Psylocke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I missed that. Mm -hmm. So the spender's ballers, except it costs effing four. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a sweet builder, though. Uh, you know how many times I whiff on five dice attacks? Sure. You know how many times I whiff on six dice attacks? Less than when you whiff on five. 
Brandon hates six. Actually, Brandon's, Brandon's cursed number is six. He hates six. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, I don't know. It's four is a is a hefty price to pay for a spender. So um, I don't think he's as power hungry as the first Modoc was, but he's still power hungry. Yep. All right, let's. Why don't we skip the next one, and we'll come back to that later. Yeah, let's do his superpowers. Okay. So his first superpower, um, I'm going to read all of them because they're just wonderful. Mm-hmm. First one, by my calculations, you'll be dead in seconds. <laughs> it's a interactive terrain feature, uh, a size four or less throw. He can pick something up within three of himself and throw it short uh, for three power. Size um, four. Yes, yeah, size four or less within three of himself, but only short. It's interesting. So we get like grab something farther away than most people, but not throw it very far. Um, is this worse than his original throw, you think? I think it is. Yeah, because yeah. it's throw, throw long short. was so good. Yeah, throw short is so short. It is horrible. Yeah, it's really, really weirdly <laughs> bad. When you get it's used like... to all the people who throw medium now, even like throwing characters away short with like lizard feels super bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. This I feel like it's a, uh, it's a defensive terrain throw, right? Like if somebody comes towards yeah. him, maybe. It's like, get away. Yeah. Uh, he also has all in this world are beneath me. It is a modified dice for X, a spend up to three. It's basically Shuri within three. Mm, read again. No, yeah. Re- or read this the character. whole thing out loud. Or this character. Just read the whole thing out loud. This one's read. a mess. Why? Okay. Read it. While this character is attacking, during the modified dice step of the attack, if there is another allied character within three of it, this character, oh, may use the superpower. The allied <laughs> character may spend up to three. For each power spent this way, this character may reroll one. At- oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So your friend theory. spends... Th- your he sprints- steals the power from allies. Ah, but so but the X cost is printed on his card. I just saw the X cost and I went, oh, yeah. So it's sure. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, It's cool because it feeds his power lust a little bit. Yeah. What's really and it gives you a use for those characters like Hawkeye that just stack up a bunch. Right. Of I'm thinking about things like Sin and Hawkeye, a bunch of those, a bunch of rapid fire models that can't spend their power. So also to note, this is not once a turn. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You could juice Hawkeye with six and then drain them all. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Sin Sin ends every turn Sentinels. with like eight power. Or, the oh. Sentinels love this guy. Yeah, Sentinels too. Because there's like, oh, you got all <laughs> those derpy Sentinels don't have anything to do with their power. And it's like, oh, cool. Uh, his next power, uh, Genius Requires Sacrifice. Your sacrifice, to be precise. Um, it is the anti-bodyguard. This is sim- uh, same mm-hmm. as Red Skulls for two power, basically. He can take an attack meant for Modoc and give it to somebody else within two. And uh, on his backside, you said he didn't change, but he does change. This oh. superpower costs what on the back? Z- it costs zero, zero. on the back. <laughs> so. There's a lot of characters you don't want to attack nowadays. Yeah. Like, like Rhino. Or Venom. Like I want yeah. to take this guy or and him. Sabretooth. Or I yeah, double- original original Sabretooth, yeah. Double dare you to flip Modoc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It costs zero. That's adorable. Uh finally a passive. I am Modoc, Master of the Mental Arts. Perfect name. Um while this character is defending against a mystic attack only, it adds blanks to its rolls for successes, and he cannot be pushed or advanced by effects with enemy uh mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. So it's helmet plus Mystic martial artist. Yep. And he's a five mystic. He's a five mystic. Which is why Aaron was like, but convocation with books. <laughs> five dice hmm. with blanks. Ugh. 
At least he can't re-roll his defense dice anymore. But he is only a fucking four-point character. How do they get this many words on a four-point model? <laughs> All right, and we're not done yet. You want to talk about him, the character, or you want to move into the leadership? All right, let's 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 talk about him, the character. Okay. Um, this guy is going to see a lot of play. You think? In my opinion. In my opinion. So he's a great attacker who has specialized defense, who has... Um, power utilization for your team and he has a not worthless throw it's not particularly good but it's not worthless range three on size four means that he can move into position or be moved into position to throw that stuff at people and a lot if there's not an enemy that can throw size fours he can just keep it in his back pocket until he needs it um it is worse than his old throw though and honestly he's not that power hungry because he only has one three cost ability and all the other power comes off other people well, the sacrifice costs two on his front, so. Sure, but I don't think you need it that much because he's pretty stout for a four pointer. Hmm. Like he's compared with current four pointers, uh, he has twelve total health, three three five on the defense stats. Does not scream defensive to me. Right. Uh, without you, the sacrifice. The fact that, Go ahead. Right. The fact that you can you know put him versus the right person on the table, like you can set him up against Mystic Attacker kind of stuff. Or, you know, you need to keep him back. He's a long-range attacker. I don't think he's that squishy. Okay. I mean, I've like played he's a lot of... Way harder, he's way harder to kill than Black Bolt. Sure. At least harder to... Way harder to flip. Maybe kill. I want to know what Jeremy thinks, because he's a huge MODOK 1 fan. Jeremy, does this guy teach you totter like like MODOK 1, or is it... He's just a totally different bag for you. This is... He's different than MODOK 1, for sure. Um... The thing I like is the psionic assault thing. I think that's really cool. Uh, the ability to just auto-move somebody before damage is dealt, disorient, all that stuff. I also love the f- fact that he can grab power from others. I like. I always love models that come up with a new mechanic. Um, nobody else has that, aside from some of the reroll guys. But he causes it, I guess. It's really weird and kind of cool. Uh, I think he's an amazing four-pointer. I think he's a very high-scale four. Like, closer to a 5 than a 3. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to see... I think we'll see a bunch of him. I think he's cool. Yeah, I have I, I have a weird opinion. I think that his card looks awesome, right? I, I, I agree with you guys. Everything about his card looks awesome. I'm really excited to do everything about... I love his synergy with others. Uh, without any of the things he might do with... We, we haven't talked about the leadership yet. But I think people are going to get turned off by his speed... And he's more or less a turret. Um, I think people might get turned off by it. I think they'll all be wrong, but I do not know if he'll be super popular. Like you, you made the so, comment, you think he'll be everywhere. I don't think he'll be very prevalent. Because so he's not going to get just. He's not going to be just shoved in every list like Logan is, mm-hmm. or or Sabretooth is. Mm-hmm. But there's anyone sitting down and reading his card once goes, "Wow, there's so many good combinations mm-hmm. with this guy." And that's why he's going to get played everywhere. because he's interesting, he's different, and he's got cool combos. So, like, for example, I'm already imagining a list. Like, what happens when you put, like, Captain Marvel, Sorcerer Supreme, and... The, or who's, a, who's, like, the best physical defender in the game? Taskmaster. Shadow and Daredevil, maybe? See, I'm thinking someone more like, um, like, Ulik, maybe? Or um, someone who's really thick, but, like, dangerous. Uh, maybe even Rhino. Rhino's not bad, but like he's not oh, someone who's just like impossible to knock down quickly. And um, 
So you do that, and then you just put them all in a big pile, and then it's like, if you attack Modok, it goes to whoever just completely cancels that person out. Daredevil's not terrible. Getting blanks on four dice is solid. Black Panther, maybe? Black Panther's not bad either. Um, I feel like I'm drawing a blank. There's gotta be somebody that's better against physical. I know physical's the most common, but... Carnage. But anyway... Yeah, five dice, but I'd rather have DR. Um, but yeah, there's tons of people, right? And you just make a pile of stuff. Ooh, Thanos could be fun. <laughs> Thanos could place him closer and Death Decree uh, Modok. <laughs> that could be fun. So you're uh, actually he, trying he, to get Modok days. If he had that much power, I guess. But I mean, Thanos shines everyone, so. True. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, what happens when you just do a big pile? It's like, so now you can't kill Modok. And you have to, like, try and target everybody else onto the right people. You throw, like, a Koi in the back. It's, like, 17-point list is, like, Sorcerer Supreme, um, Modok. Oh, no, he's only four. God. I'm thinking he's still five. No, I, I think this guy's going to be really good. I lean a little bit towards Parker. Um, the, the number one best attribute a model can have in this game is action economy. And he has none. Uh, you can mitigate that. Uh, with everything you're talking about. Um, But at the end of the day, when Hulk walks up and throws him medium, that's just a a sad panda modok, just like the original, right? I mean, you can control these people pretty well. Uh, Yeah. Now, everything you said, Brandon, is also very accurate, I think. Um, I think this is a model that synergizes better. Like, there are some models that just do their thing, like X-23. Like, it doesn't matter. She's on a flank. She's in the middle. um, Other than... You know, Mordo gives everyone dice, blah, blah, blah. But she's kind of self-sufficient. Uh, I think this guy will shine with certain synergies, like you were talking about. Making sure you always have a high physical attacker or a defender. Or even just a better. doesn't have to be high. Yeah. Um, whether it's Venom or Luke Cage or uh, I don't care. Pick your, pick your model that's kind of sitting with him. You can synergize him and he'll be better than he uh, – he'll be better than – that's called a normal four, right? So he, he will get better than another four will get due to the synergies a list can create with him in it. Yeah. So it's a long way of saying you're both right. How do you, I don't even know how you attack this guy if he's in convocation. Like that turn just feels so bad. Well, magic, magic also, magic has something similar, but she doesn't have five dice. That's, that's going to be, this would be really good. Well, she doesn't get blank. She has the, no, she has, she gets blank. Does she? Did yeah. I just always read that wrong? Yeah. That's why she's such a, that's why she's so strong on the book's turn. But she only has three dice, but she does get blanks for so, mystic attacks. As we were reading his attack, which uh, is she does again, not get blanks. She she just has the the pierce thing for each wild. She she cancels a defender. She does not get blanks. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking yeah. of energy absorption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Sorry. She does not get blanks. So his doomsday tier arsenal is physical or energy, and I think we've seen a lot more uh, attacks printed that way recently. Uh, I think Silak has one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, just seems like that's more prevalent in the game right now, uh, and I, I I've been wondering why. Um, obviously, I don't think it's pure anti-convocation tech, but choosing energy is a, you know the best thing you can do into them. Um, but I wonder if it's to make the game a little more killy. So if you bring someone with a weakness, there's a a higher chance your opponent will be able to take advantage of that. I don't know. Do we right, uh, let's we... talk about the leadership? Okay, so um, he. Uh, Modok should be and is the leader of the advanced idea mechanics, also called aim, 
from the comic books for you guys. Uh, it's a group of uh, scientists without borders. Let's think of that. But borders of moral borders, not international <laughs> ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they're making it an affiliation with Criminal Syndicate. So we'll be the third uh, leader in Criminals. And this is the ability. Once per turn, when an allied character is attacking or defending, if it is holding or contesting an objective token and has one or more wild results in its role, it may change one of its dice to hit or block. So in layman's terms, if you are contesting something and you get a wild, any wild, you will also get an extra hit or block if you have a dice that can be changed. Gambit's playable. I'm just glad they made X-23 good. (laughs) Spend one power, get two hits. <laughs> Seems good. Yeah. You I, think X23 is good for this? Uh, yeah. Well, there anybody who has a reroll is, you know, gets a little bit better. A reroll X-ray. and Pierce? I think he's saying because of the Pierce, yeah. yeah. It's so stupid. Lots of people have wild Pierce, but yeah. With the reroll as well. I'm just saying, yeah. like, her output is just ridiculous. I mean, by that justification, Logan is also terrifying. Correct. Except the problem with Logan is that he places like afterward. So the question is, can you get X23 a, a token? Because she's li- likely not going to be on the point with the person very long. But yeah, uh, this is an interesting leadership because it's obviously completely dice dependent, but is scary. The fact that it doesn't give a reroll, it just makes it a thing. That's a big deal. It's going to lead to very spiky dice. That's, uh-huh. that, that's what I was going to say. Is it's it, it increases your spikes. You could have games that just your characters just feel untoppable because that's how you that's how you win battles is spikes like if we both roll average it's very boring and slow it, you're going for the time that you spike high they spike low and then all of a sudden somebody dies it is once per turn that's something you can't do it twice but you may not get the opportunity right you don't run a roll don't roll don't roll a wild on your first one and the right. second one is the opportunity to do it yeah so i, I could definitely good i say i actually don't like the leadership uh I had Perrin read this card to me because it, uh, it, you know, I heard the dings as we were playing a game. Uh, it's just the first time that I have never actually read a card myself. So I was listening to it. And he said, leadership. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, Crimson. And I was like, no way! Right? As a, You were really excited. I was. I was like, holy shit. Um, I'm a primarily Crimson player. So um, I was like, sweet. Um, and then I read the leadership. And I was like, okay. And then the more I thought about it, the more I uh, am not in love with it. Uh, I'm sure I'll actually, you know, play the guy and test him out and have some fun. But. Uh, everything you guys said is what went, went, went through my head. Uh, it is going to be a win more or feels bad leadership. Like every time you're blocking, you're blocking two or zero. That's not completely true, but effectively you either block a minimum of two, right? Or if you didn't get the wild, no, no more than you did before. Like, okay, um, I, I, I prefer a curve flattening leadership or something that I can depend on. This is not no. curve flat. This is curve uh, exacerbating. Well, but it doesn't. But it's this thing, it only increases the ceiling. It doesn't affect your downturn, and so it gives you the opportunity to have like hero moments, right? Which I think is actually going to translate to winning, as opposed to if like it just said reroll a die. Like, yeah, that technically adds value, but like it doesn't increase. There's sometimes when you're like, you won't be able to reroll anything because you have small dice pools or whatever, and you'll have like skulls or so, or too many hits or something. Sure. But there will also be times you can't use this at all because you're not on or you exactly. know, holding holding an but objective. It, so it's a conditional yeah. – it's a double conditional leadership. Yes. I am not a huge fan of it. I don't think you can really build around it with the exception of having people that have dice mods. 
Like, if you bring enough people that can either re-roll or change their dice in the right situations, you know, it's really strong. Sure. more dice you roll, the higher chance you have of getting at least one wild. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is I actually, because Parker was joking about it earlier, I actually think he's really good with both Doctor Stranges. Because A, they can both modify their skulls. And it's not just on their full reroll. It's at all times they can reroll their they can mod their skulls. Also, they have the Yahtzee reroll of reroll everything, um, and one of them can add extra dice to things. And so it's a much easier to hit those things when you're getting multiple attempts at it. Like Sorcerer Supreme throws his his basic attack at you. He has two five die rolls to get one wild, and if he hits the wild, he's getting an extra hit automatically and applying pierce. And so it's like. That just does four damage, I feel like. Like, it, it seems like it just does four every time. There's some cool guys with this. Uh, imagine, like, to me, <laughs> I don't want to try to kill Amazing Spider-Man in this criminal yeah. syndicate list. Because you imagine re-rolling, you're functionally rolling eight dice every time you get attacked, uh, or six dice if it's a mystic attack, and as as soon as one of them's a wild, you get two, you're just like, ugh. Because he's, it's so easy for him to get an objective on turn one and just have that for the rest of the game. Why are you rolling uh, eight dice? Because he, he rolls all of his defense dice. So he rolls four, and he can roll them twice. So unless he rolls all skulls, he's rolling a lot. And, he, and you don't have to pay anything for that. It just has it, and it's so easy for him to get an objective token on turn one. Um, Amazing Spider-Man feels really good with this guy and this particular leadership ability, to me, defensively. Offensively, it's it's fine, but so I think the leadership shines on defense. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to get to use this on one of your attacks. You get to use this every turn you are attacked. Right. right as much as we think defense dice are shit, you can put that on, on a, put that on a shirt. Um, yeah. I, I wonder if this doesn't uh, lead you to. I hadn't thought of that, Parker. But stuff that you're thinking about, right? Like. Mm-hmm. If defense dice are really going to reign supreme with this type of leadership, do I take more models who are going to benefit defensively from it? Yeah. Interesting line, I thought. Um, other models like Angela, she rolls four dice and you can't mod against her. Now she rolls a wild. She just starts blocking insane number. Another model that picks up an cho- objective token really early in the game. Because I was, I was I just mean, trying to think of someone who's, who's definitely going to have objectives. I mean, that? Kingpin, good lord. Um, Taskmaster, for that matter. On the second attack against him, now he's rolling, you know, uh, what five or six dice, and now and he's getting he's he can getting also, blanks, and he's getting a wild like right. So he's changing a hit to a block instead of a, a blank to a block because you're getting the blanks also. Right. So he might be rolling five eighths chance of blocks on five dice and gaining an extra one on top of it. And then what if he's in cover? Well, I guess he wouldn't be in cover if you had the martial artist, but mm-hmm. still. Like, that guy might just be a monster to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think defensively is where it's at. And there's some really hard-to-kill models in this game if you can get him a wild. And I don't think, I'm assuming anyway, I haven't looked, but I assume he cannot play the other Modox cards. He cannot play Aim Lackeys. Yeah, so I'm checking Psychic Fortress. I assume it says Modox, though. Yep. So... <clears throat> Well, that's okay. We're uh, talking about this guy and his cards, and I mean, not yet. So exactly, um, I think it's interesting. I don't think it's a strong leadership, but I think it's a an interesting leadership. I think it's going to be more valuable than it looks on paper, though, because I don't know. It feels just like it's 
it's not just that it gives you higher variance. It increases your odds of spiking specifically because it comes as a group, right? Yep. It's like one thing is dealing two. And so I feel like that's really strong because that's, that's how shit gets done in the game with dice is when you get an abnormal amount of hits. Not when you, like, if you roll three on five, like, you'll chip away at people, sure, but you're not going to just, like, you know, blow them up. So the most exciting thing is uh, the fact that I think it kind of bridges Kingpin and uh, Shadowland because uh, those two bit. guys do not really like the same models. Uh, so I think this enables like a Kingpin uh, Modoc dual leader mono affiliation or a Modoc Shadowland. Um, I think he's he doesn't skew towards any specific model type. Uh, so it, it makes list building perhaps a bit more interesting uh, with him Crimson if you're looking for leaderships. Cool. I I love I love uh, a model that stands there and just Wonder Woman's and it just doesn't die. It's one of my most satisfying things in the game. And the fact that this lets that happen more just satisfies me. I think I'm going to be playing this guy a lot. I also love I love a lot of the models in the game that get a ton of power, um, but it frustrates me when they can't do anything with it. The fact that he can siphon it off and do cool things is also super cool. I'm excited for this guy. All right. Moving on. Uh, our main topic today is we're going to do a second look at the new Crisis cards now that we've gotten some table time with them. Um, so last time we basically gave you our first impressions, and now we're going to go back and do detailed breakdowns and the good good points we found, bad points, stuff like that. Uh, we're going to go in order of threat value. So we're going to start at sword base. We're starting with secures today. <clears throat> All right, so sword base, guys. Um, it is the least played secure for me uh, since the beginning of the year and my record keeping started. 108 games. How many of those have been on sword? Take a guess. Um, three. That was my guess. Low. You're too high. <laughs> it's mm. two. I played two games on sword. That was pretty close. You yeah, were. I you thought... were pretty close. I did give you some. So there was some leading information. Um, can somebody pull up the uh, LVO data? I'm curious if we could check these along with do, that. Do we know? Oh, because yeah, it's like not the not the stuff from Longshanks, but. Right, just the, the LVO stuff. And while it's not a good representation of what the meta looks like, it is a good representation of what people view to be powerful. Well, they also view that to be powerful within uh, a certain affiliation, let's put it that way. True. Um, yeah, there's no question that it's going to be a lopsided data pool. I'm just curious. Um, Jeremy, do you have any thoughts on Sword Base? Um... I mean, it used to be such a win more kind of deal, and now it seems like it's fair, but I don't think anyone's trying to play a fair game anymore. I think that you can easily lose that thing just of a flip of a coin, and I don't, I don't think people like that. I agree. All right, so which lists like to play this? Are there affiliations that actually like this mission, or is it just shunned by the entire like game? It's kind of funny. By increasing the number of consoles... They, they took some of the, I think it's smart on their part, some of the factions like maybe like Asgard, that you always get two power, so you always have a power to flip one, um, or, and you could throw somebody off, so you can do it uh, uncontested, but now there's four of them, and how often does an Asgard list actually have four Asgardians? Maybe not as often. There are a lot more threes than there used to be, but um, spreading out like that and taking all of them. I think Asgard is one of the ones that benefits from it the most now that they have multiple threes, but... 
I think X-Men are the only people who are reliably playing it because of first class. Basically the same thing that Asgard brings to the table. The ability to interact with everything they want to on turn one. The interesting thing about this for me is that it cre- it adds four extra ex- points to the table that have like an urgency factor to them. Because usually secures, you wait for the secures to make decisions later. And even on pay to flips, like there's some urgency, but not as much because most people have at least like, you know, I feel like 50, 60 percent chance to flip it. And then so this one, because it's just a straight one die, it's really swingy. Um, it's just weird because it feels like you re- there's a huge bonus to getting to them first. So I think this is the most fair, outside of X-Men, the most fair, secure. Okay, it's tied with Infinity. One of the two most fair secures in the game. Uh, the reason I don't think it sees play is because everyone has heard, oh, pay to flip. Unless you're playing X-Men, don't play it. And so people just put it down. Uh, whether they should or shouldn't, uh, an interesting topic. Uh, but secondly, uh, well, just let me finish this real quick. But uh, secondly, yep. uh, it increases RNG. All right, so if you're looking, again, to, to squash the curve down, this does not do this. You can lose this game uh, just because your uh, opponent rolls one die better than you four times throughout the game. And uh, that's not a game I really want to play competitively. Now, if I wanted to just throw it out on the table and have a great time at game night, sort will be on my roster every time twice on Sunday because uh, it is a lot of fun. Uh, but the RNG makes it uh, scary to play in a competitive sense. Do you feel that the push is relevant? I do. I think uh, it might encourage me to go for that third console um, to be able to get the push. I just played this recently. Um, my opponent overflipped on one of my back points, and my last was to go overflip him so I wouldn't get pushed. I mean, obviously, okay. the, the victory point's good too, but the push is some extra incentive not to go down three to one. Yeah. You, you say it's fun, but it's no fun when your opponent is, like, ready for this, and you work really hard, and then Red Skull's Hydra Grunts activate and flip three of them, and you're just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> you're just like, okay, I, I guess. I haven't seen that too much actual on the tabletop in the, the two games I played, uh, because you can set these things up like, oh, I can do A, B, C. Uh, but the reality of the tabletop is often very different when there's terrain and there's dazed models and there's people blocking everywhere. So this is just a huge effing mosh pit in the middle, man. Um, yeah, it tends to be, yeah. Yeah, you have to be on the points. It's not like demons where you don't have to. Uh, you're you're actively punished for not being on them. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is a very much a mosh pit anyway. I love the idea that on any pay to flip, if nobody's around, you can get it. I love that idea. So that's great. Mm-hmm. I think that all pay-to-flips should actually be that way um, because that feels pretty good and what you normally should get and you don't get fucked. Because sometimes you just feel bad when you don't get them and you should. Um, but just the fact that there's no bonuses to anything, like you just walk up, flip a coin, you may or may not get it. And you can lose that four times in a row and there's nothing you could have done better about it. Like if you don't have every model throwing a model, like – you you're you're just rolling that and i hate that i hate that so much yeah i don't think anybody likes pay to flips um because it generally advantages the player who's luckiest so it feels like you're really putting the game in the hands of rng um and a lot of players prefer to have it their decisions play more of a role obviously if you play sound strategies you you should you know see some kind of return on that but not maybe not over the course of a single game uh so this, I believe this mission is designed to benefit players who play wider rosters. 
Absolutely. Um, At least wider yeah. than your opponent. Just one wider. <laughs> That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Do you think it advantages first player? No, not at all. So there's no, like, I can go take one of yours early on kind of situations? I would love for my opponent to double move to my sword base because that model's dead. Maybe. Mm, okay. Well, if it's a mortal Hulk. Challenge. Let's do it. Say, don't be flexing like that, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't scared of your fucking models. That's how people get hurt. All right. <laughs> um, anything else on sword base before we move on? <clears throat> yeah, I don't think you'll see it very much. Regardless yeah, of what you're doing. It's definitely I agree with him. It's it's definitely one of the least played. And I think that might be a mistake. But we'll see. Um moving on. We have Gamma Wave sweeps across Midwest. Um I would like to say that this mission feels like a complete non scenario. Every time I've played this since the change, it's just been a murder fest. It is in so I have four groupings of secures, and this is in the attrition grouping. If you want to play attrition and you don't mind playing 16, take gamma. It's 15. Whatever. Some point value. You should be comfortable at all point values. If you move a model up, Aaron will kill you. Do you understand? <laughs> I already told you that. <laughs> yes. Actually, I uh, it, it is very killy. Um, but one thing I'm finding interesting is because the center isn't that precious anymore. Um, I find myself not necessarily getting those points and working on like hucking people out. Uh, that have activated, so they're all taking random damage and having to move back in. Uh, it's kind of out, f- they take the collision and then they take an extra oh, yeah. gamma. It, it's so much more fun and interesting since the center isn't like that gaining for anyone to take. Um, and then late game, it always turns around. The, late game's always like, uh oh, I finally got your back point. Now what? <laughs> it's just so slow. Like, unless you it get is. like a five extract, it just doesn't seem relevant. Because even by, let's say, you alternate taking the middle, so you're scoring one and a half points around on your secure. Yep. So like, okay, so after four rounds, we're at six. Like, did you get ten off extract somehow? I actually I, like it because it, it creates an extract game. Because really, mm-hmm. that's where the game shifts into really hard. So I am a control player by heart, but I really appreciate the fact that Gamma exists to counter that play. Mm-hmm. And by control, I mean just, you know, win by turn three or four. So if it's you need something to slow the game down to stop teams that are trying to speed it up. So I think it's really good for the game, even though I agree with everything you both just said. I've been building. I played a lot of Spider Flows lately, and it was fun to play Gamma with a bunch of healing factor models and just go hide in the void. Like, (laughs) would you like to come over here and fight me while I have three of the four extracts? And they're like, uh, no. (laughs) Like, and it's like Venom and somebody else on the middle point. You're just like, fuck this. Like, this is stupid. Yeah, that is pretty cute. There's a lot more healing like... factor models in the game now that just kind of make it irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if there's anything to say about this. Um, I, I, this the only is... thing I would, the only thing I was going to say is just expect to see this one a whole lot because a lot of people start the game playing for attrition, and this one's pretty obviously let's go fight. Um, yeah. You should expect to see this one a bunch. Have a plan. I I see this is um. What am I trying to say here? This used to be like the narrow scenario with the asterisk of you could easily get outplayed and lose. And I feel like that secondary effect's been removed. Where it used to be like dangerous to play Gamma because they might score six on you if you like get behind or, you know, you just have a bad turn where it's like two people get dazed on the swing back and you just can't contest anymore. 
And so I, with that gone, it just it just feels obvious. It used to be people wouldn't play this because they only played three models, and they're like, I can't, I can't not lose on Gambit, so it's not an option. So I feel like this is something you you need to have a plan for. Criminal really Syndicate like what... still is very very strong on it. Like it's scary. Who'd you say? Criminals, Kingpin mm-hmm. criminals. Uh, on this, I think so. And it's can... not anymore though. Like, how do they win? Uh, they go last and send up a two point model that's long. And just grabs it. I don't uh, think you can win fast enough is the problem. Like, you don't get to 16 before your whole army's dazed. That's I possible. Can... I mean, there is extracts. So that's, it depends that's the, the game, right? I... Yeah. I concur with you, Brandon. But I like Jimmy's that, That's first what play. I'm saying. Is it, yeah. is it used to feel that way where if you played against criminals on Gamma, <laughs> you lost because they would just get to 16 by turn four? And you're just like, what do I do now? It's like nothing. They've, they've already won. They're at like 14 on turn three. But now it's like, even if they get, because you're not going to give them the back point. So they're going to score five, and then you're going to take the middle, and then they're going to score four. And it's like, yeah, it's it's worth keeping note, but they're, they're not going to, I don't feel like they're going to get there. But It'd to, be interesting. To Jeremy's point, um, so Gamma is an attrition-based secure that has some very interesting scenario play uh, on turns four, five, and six. Uh, so you, you're often uh, at a heavy dearth of healthy characters or potentially characters at all. So all of a sudden defending your back point becomes extremely important, uh, if not impossible, depending on your game state. Uh, and you can leverage uh, a, a slow scenario loss in the beginning, but an attrition lead into an, a scenario win uh, just by having a healthy character uh, to double move, turn four, uh, etc. So I, I like the fact that it has a higher scenario potential while encouraging an attrition-based fight compared to, say, uh, demons or intrusions, which we'll get to later. I feel like intrusions is even still more of a scenario than this, even though it technically has lower scoring, because it encourages you, it forces you to spread out upon the entire middle, as where this, you're only really fighting over the middle one, and both players have a very easy score on the back, but I understand what you're saying. Um, anyway, yeah, you. so I think everyone should have a plan for Gamma. I think this is a fairly popular mission right now. Oh, we should probably do that. We should rate them like 1 to 10 on popularity. Hmm. Throughout the meta? Or just our experience. Oh, our experience? So, like, I think Sword Base, everyone would agree, is a 1. It's probably the least played mission in the entire game. If not tied for it, hmm. like, with maybe Pummel. It is definitely tied for my least favorite secure. All right, well, but... no one seems interested in rating. No, so. I'm, I'm just oh, waiting. Okay. I thought everybody else got it. Like... Uh, I agree. It's a one or a two on the first one, and this one I would put as a eight or a seven, probably. I'm just gonna go with seven. I, I agree with eight. I think if you go to a tournament, you're gonna play a game on Gamma. Oh, for often. sure. Yeah. So I, I would say eight as well. I would even say nine for me. I think it's gonna. I think you're like the fact that you're. I I don't shut up, She-Hulk. There's only yeah. Like <laughs> I will only so play. Up. I, I think I will only play Gamma like until they change it somehow. I, I feel so okay. safe and secure playing it. If you move She Hulk up, Aaron will kill you. One She's round. already dead. One she round. already died. <laughs> I learned I learned how to not to let that happen. I'm just saying, watching a Parker game, I saw She Hulk die on the first round, and I've never seen that anywhere else. So don't don't be afraid. When did you see that happen? You don't remember? I feel like we talked about this a lot. That was uh, we were talking about uh, this, this list last weekend. That was round. Uh, that was round no, two. no. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, Mayor Fist vows to find missing witnesses. 
Uh, I think this mission just strictly got better. I agree. Uh, the only thing that changed is where the tokens start, and that made the game that made this mission so much more interesting because they're close enough together that you can actually like cross the void. I've been fucked both times, spreading it way out and <laughs> sticking them both together. So I haven't figured out the perfect temperature yet, but it's somewhere <laughs> that I don't want to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's what I was going to say. I think everyone needs to play this intently. This is one of those missions that if you haven't yet on purpose said, let's just play a game on Fisk right now. We're not going to do the draw thing. We just need to play. I think you... I. It took me three games on Fisk before I was like, okay, I got it now. I know how to look at what my opponent's doing, look what I'm doing, and make the right decision on Fisk. And oftentimes, it's, I'm not going to daze your model, or I'm not going to throw your model away, or I'm not even going to move a model to contest this. Because you scoring two is actually going to be much better for me in two turns while your guys are still stunned. Um, I have won two games now on Fisk because I let my opponent take the tokens at the right time but it took like three really bad games of me losing with it before i realized that there's a there's a method to the madness there you don't just score every time score 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 hurry score it's not that i don't think i agree it's very deliberate on turns you plan on scoring them and ter- turns you don't plan on scoring them which i think is super cool like unlike mm-hmm. every, most secures in the game which are just make sure you score as many as possible this one is the opposite of that make sure you're paying really close attention to the game that's cool. Do you know what's really fun? Having every model on in your list stunned. You ever tried that? That's not any Pretty fun. Cool. I do not it, recommend. I like it when all your models are stunned. <laughs> That's why you shrapnel blast. True. I, I like I've this never, one just for variety. I've never it's seen a person cool. almost quit a game because their opponent said the word shrapnel blast. <laughs> and Jeremy was so close. He's like, I'm done. I'm never playing this fucking game again. Well, I didn't realize how bad it was until it was. <laughs> It was real bad. Now, Aaron, I I think this is also a very rare one. Do you see it a lot? You played a lot more it games than I have. Five times, which is lowish but not horrible. Uh, it's really on my low end because I personally don't like it. Right. Uh, I love this mission. I would like it a lot more if they didn't move. I know. That's why I like it. Yeah. So uh, everything you guys said is is totally correct. You guys, we have to not just run forward and take them. Like, my favorite technique is to let them score them both turn one. <laughs> like, go ahead, man. Just uh, You'll get stunned, and then I'll kill you. That works out really well, yeah. often. But I've gone down, like, seven to one turn one. And uh, if they move them back and play KG, that's probably not a deficit I could actually come back from. So you may want to give them one and make sure you're drawing the other. Um, anyway, the, the, the ability to move apart, move together, especially move together, and you make it one big four-point uh, secure that you're fighting over, uh, can be super deadly, right? To your chances yeah. of winning if you fuck it up the next turn. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's one of the the really fun parts. Okay. You like that? I don't. Uh, I would prefer they just stayed the same and kept the stun on it. I think that would still make for some very interesting strategic decisions. And they are close enough together now where you could influence both of them with like a center type list. Um. So I like I love the new layout. I just wish they didn't move. I think the moving is is by far the most interesting part. This it really lends into future thought like when you plan future turns around what you're doing right now, it really lets you impact the game in in new cool ways that it's one of the very few it's the only mission that does that. And so I, I like it a lot. 
Um, it is partially also because you can, it's such a huge rally scoring kind of mission where normally once you're so far behind, it's basically over as where this one, you could always come back almost like you could be down like two to 14 and come back and win on this one. Yep. And with my play style, it fits my play style very well. I definitely agree with Parker. This is a more popular one than like sword, but it's still very rarely played because it's so different. Um, I'd say probably it's a four. Mm, I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to say five as well. I don't know why more people don't play it, honestly. Uh, well, I think they we're, should. We're, not reading, how, they we're not reading how good it is, right? We're reading how much we see it, right? Correct. That's how much we think it gets played. Yeah, I oh. think it's I think it's definitely a four. If, it, it if I was rating it, this should be like a six or seven, because I think almost everyone yeah. should play it. Yeah, I, I will say four then. I, I only okay. see it played when I play it, honestly. Yeah. Yep. It's not in my list. Like any of them. Mm-hmm. It's because Aaron's scared. I am. I just, hold, I just started putting it in mind. But again, it's because I, I I wanted to learn it, and so I did. Now I feel good about it. All right. Next up is Cosmic Invasion. Black Order descends on Earth. 16 points. Uh, I have not played this mission since it got fixed. <laughs> this is my fourth most played. Mm. I love this mission. Love it to death. I've played on this one a whole lot too. I a lot of people have ended up playing this on me. I don't. I I do not choose this one very rarely. Sorry, very often. But I just happen to have been played against many times. Yeah, I I just don't play lists that like D's that much. But uh, I'm getting there, and uh, my newer lists do like D's. I just haven't given it a chance. So I think playing on D's is something that takes experience. Uh, and so if you can force your D, which your team and you as a player are good on, into a team. Uh, so I think it's the best, one of the best ways to combat a tall list, depending on the list. Malekith likes Ds, but uh, if you're playing against a center brawly list, uh, they do not like Ds. Uh, and Cosmic Invasion's at 16 points, which is often awkward for people to plan. So if you have a good 16 and you like to go wide and play on a D, uh, you are right right now countering the meta with your crisis selection and potentially giving yourself a big leg up onto a lot of other lists. So for that reason, I think uh, Cosmic Invasion can be a great anti-meta pick. 16 cool. points is a mess. I mean, there's very few of those, and I, I've yet to play Cosmic Invasion. I've never played it in this new iteration. I think 16 is really easy because I do like... You know, Mags, Juggernaut, Modok, or like four fours with Spider-Foes. It's easy. Oh, done. I I really like playing Guardians on Ds, and so I've played got a lot of Guardians, and I use this uh, with it. And I echo what Aaron said. If you know what you're doing with D, and your your list is set up to benefit from D, it feels so good because most people, most lists, uh, really struggle with it. You feel good with the D. Mm-hmm. I Love tell you team. that I, I can tell you that any any team with a lot of synergy, like you want the, like those auras and things near each other to benefit each other, as soon as you flop D down, they immediately just ugh, the cringe is intense. <laughs> yep, because it's hard. I like to flop the D. Uh, I'd probably rate this a one on popularity. Ouch! I know Aaron likes it. It's not that's not my opinion. Like I think the mission's yeah. fine. This is a well balanced mission. But I haven't played it a single time, and I've played a lot of games in the last six months. Not as many as I would normally play, but still a lot, and I haven't, I haven't played it once. I think I played Sword once. Okay. 
I haven't I played, played it once either. 11 out of 108, but they may have all been my 11. <laughs> exactly. No, I think it is. Yep. But also, 11 out of 108 is pretty low considering it's in your list pair. Uh, yet it is my fourth highest played. Yeah. I, I would rate this one. That just one. means you play a lot of different missions. For me also right true. now, I'd rate this one as probably a, probably a 7 based upon how I play it and how much I've just had. I've happened to have people play it against me. Weird. Really, I must just be avoiding it somehow. Yeah, I don't even see it in people's pairs that often. Jeremy, did you rate the popularity already? Yeah, I'm with you. I I never play it. I, I yeah. don't have it. And nobody ever plays it against me. Like I don't. I've never seen it. All right, let's talk about the superior Delta deployment mission, Riot Spark over Extremist 3.0. Clearly <sighs> superior. <laughs> so this is my number one play mission. Twenty three out of one hundred. They're not you. all mine. Told you. Uh, everything we, we talked about D's in the previous one uh, apply. It's actually better uh, if you're playing a control-oriented game because you get to heal all your models never die. Um, so most lists that have riots also have Cosmic Invasion. Go figure. If you mm -hmm. like playing on a D and it's a Secure that you control, or Secure rather, uh, you sh they should both be in there. Uh, I don't know why riots has been twice as popular as Cosmic Invasion for me. but Probably because other people play that. True, and but why aren't play they playing Cosmic Invasion? I don't know why. Probably because they don't like the randomly getting pushed thing. The The thing about randomly getting pushed is it's very detrimental to people that plan on fighting and don't have action economy. And so there's a bunch of three-pointers that are like, well, if I get pushed off the point, I'm screwed because I lose an action. And so they just don't play it. They'd rather play Riots. True. I think people are more... Um, I think 17 feels better for a lot of folks. It's a box number. It's got a better mouthfeel. You know. Yeah, I, I agree with that. People plan for 17. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, 16... I, go ahead. 16 feels like it's getting better because there's so many better four-pointers nowadays than there used to be. Do you play four-fours, though? Probably not, but like you could do like three-fours, two-twos. Sure. I think two-fours, two-threes and a two. I think yeah. twos have fallen out of meta for the most part. I don't think you see a lot mm -hmm. of two-twos anymore. I've seen a lot of lists without any twos. Uh, so I think that's why 16 kind of feels bad, because like 4-4, four, four, and they're like 5-3? Uh, well, it used, to be that, it used to be it felt like you were just missing out if you took a 4 over two twos, and nowadays it feels like the 4 is actually better. So, yep. yeah, I can definitely see that being the trend. That's why 17 is kind of the sweet spot. You get two fours and three threes. I think a lot of yeah. people are finding great synergies in their list with that specific combo. And so if they're yeah, like, well, that. I'd have to drop one of my threes. If you're playing the X-Men, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to Honey Badger. Or a lot of mm -hmm. other people just don't have a good two, whether it's affiliated or that they like. Um, so the issue, if you take four fours, though, on a D, is that you got a four point standing on the back, just standing there, like, feels right. bad. Which is why, again, a lot of people take riots over invasion. And I think it is, Jeremy hit the nail on the head is because they want to play 17 because it fits their quote-unquote, quote-unquote, core better. Yeah. Okay. This is a 10, though. I don't think this is a 10. What? Oh, by far. I don't know that any of them are going to be tens, other than maybe one of the extracts. Hmm. You can be wrong. <laughs> I, I would say probably an eight or a nine, maybe a ten. Uh, I've seen it a lot, and I don't use it, so it's I, out I definitely there. see this way less than gamma. Um, I'd probably say seven or eight, though. It is it is fairly common. I was gonna say, I was gonna say eight, just because it's kind of generic. And a lot of people just kind of gravitate towards it because it it 
it <clears throat> it doesn't do anything very swingy. It's reliable. I don't I don't like the effect, the extremist effect, the healing thing, and it's because mm. I forget it and my opponent doesn't. I always forget <laughs> that. <laughs> you see, Parker, some people just have trouble grasping like a mental picture of how this mission's supposed to work and like understanding all the implications of like using an interactive well, the thing about the thing about this is I know perfectly well how to play D, and so I play D perfectly fine, but for some reason I just never spend my power to heal one. I just don't remember to do it. It's it's like I'm Aaron playing an affiliation. I don't remember <laughs> that I have one. You don't need it. Thing. Yeah. Well, thing. if they wanted me to use my abilities, they'd print them on tactics cards that I don't have in my list. <laughs> I've started playing a new affiliation and have remembered the leadership twice in two games. There you go. See, Out of like that. 12 triggers. So I want to tell you you're wrong and shut the fuck up, <laughs> but I can't. Everyone's very proud of you. Good job on the I'm, two. That's, those numbers are way up. That's like yeah. that's profitable that's, numbers. That's, right two that's 200% more than with Asgard. <laughs> I know I you am play, o- you, I am zero and two, so there, there might there might be a correlation there. Yeah. You've went entire games, series of games, where you're like, I've never used the leadership yet. <laughs> this is why people go on the internet and post like, "Man, Sam is so bad as a leader." And they're like, "Well, how many times did you trigger his leadership?" I was like, "Well, none." But like, I feel like there should be like it should be more intuitive. That way, I would remember like like what is happening. All right, uh, so next mission, we good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Infinity Formula goes missing, 17. This mission is trash. Not really, I don't I don't really care. I have zero opinions on this mission. I, I think it should be better, but every time I play it, I'm like, this mission sucks. <laughs> so yeah, I, think... I, don't, I don't like giving everybody power. Like, I feel like everyone always has a better plan than I do for their power, so I feel like I'm just handing them a win. <laughs> like, fuck this, no. <laughs> If you if you're stacking a bunch of range fours and fives, this feels fantastic. I think like shield loves this so much. Um, well, range four on its own is not enough to bridge the gap. Uh, I guess range four with uh, like a medium base. I'm thinking of a couple different things. That might be enough. I know that small base is not. Yeah. But so how many range four medium base models do you play in your shield list? Uh, at so. least one. Uh, that loves the one. power. The Goblin? The uh, Goblin is one. Nick Fury Sr. <laughs> Nick Fury Sr. Okay. All right. So you like Howling Commandos and Howling Commandos are on one side or, or the same side with Bucky. And it just feels really punishing because then you send somebody to the other side, of course. And when you're sending something to your opponents for, on that side, if they attack them, then Bucky and... Uh, the Howling Commandos get to wail on you even more, and you always have the power to do it. It turns on a lot of stuff that needs three power, like Bucky on turn two. Um, feels real good on on any, anybody who just wants to sit there and accrue a lot of power with, with you know higher ranged attackers. I think it feels, that it feels terrible if you don't have a charge or a range five or four attack. I think that this and Sword are the two most fair secures. Like I don't think there is any particular affiliation that loves Infinity. And I don't think there's anyone that really hates it. You can play wide, you can play tall. It doesn't really matter. You can bring about anyone to the table. And uh, not looking at... Your opponent flops infinity, and you're not like, oh, shit, I'm fucked. Mm-hmm. like, ah, okay, whatever. Uh, it's very neutral. I think it was the number one taken secured LVO, but it is my third least played, which is really weird. 
Yeah, I don't play it hardly at all. I wonder if they that was something due to the trying to people trying to counter X Men or something weird. Yeah, I don't know. But, so I have but... I have all secures divided in like I said three groups. Uh, one is the control group, the attrition group, and the X Men group. And the Infinity X-Men is X Men group. Yeah, <laughs> the beta flips really. Yeah. And then Infinity's in a fourth group. Like control would rather play riots, scoundrels, or cosmic invasion, and attrition wants to play demons, intrusions, fisk, or gamma. Like neither of those two lists wants Infinity more than one of the other two or the other groups. So for me, like I, so I played attrition and control groups. It, it that's why it's third least played for me. It, it has not made any single list I've made because I've always liked something else more. So what's the group? Uh, you haven't named this group. The, the fourth one that Infinity four. lives in. Yeah, it's it's the Infinity group. I'll figure it out later. Okay. I don't know. Okay. To me, it's a. I think it's a gimmicky thing. I think it's something that you're like, in my personal opinion, I take it when I'm planning on do something with three power on my second turn to turn something on and make sure it's dangerous. Uh, there are a couple of lists that benefit from that specifically. I think maybe Hydra with um, uh, under Red Skull, so you're getting plus two power on turn two, so you're getting lots of things weird things turned on. Or I think there's a... Go ahead. Or, or I like I said, Shield. I think Shield really likes this it turns on nick on turn two without any help uh so he can do eye on this guy it turns on uh howling commandos it turns on bucky well i guess howling commandos are already on but the point is um i think shield loves this i think if you're you're playing shield and you don't have this you gotta have a real good reason in your in your roster to do so i think there are affiliations that like this i think the affiliations are just um not good so like web warriors for example i think really like this mission Mm mm-hmm it, it spreads everybody enough to where it's really hard to target people they're they're positioning defensively but also increases the power for superpowers um so yeah i think web warriors would like this a lot i concur um i actually think avengers like this a decent amount the problem is that you can have to separate but they again have when you can pump even more power through their leadership seems good or you could do it with sam i think sam doesn't mind this either spreading sam out. sam likes infinity yeah yeah I think he likes uh, riots more, but yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, I would give this probably a two. Oh, really? I've played against. I mean, I again have not played this mission once, so I've played on this a bunch. I would I would give this a five. I feel like it's it happens very rarely. I had a five as well. Five. Okay. So again, this is just a blind spot for me. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians. 17. Fuck this mission. Why? Hate flip should be banned, and anyone who plays first class should be banned. I it's think people really should look at Meteors again. This okay. is, in my opinion, the most maligned secure. Like, you just maligned the hell out of it. Unjustly. Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, so, I don't think no. you understand what meteors does. <laughs> uh, it does not. Uh... It's it's definitely not the worst. I'm I'm just you know being hyperbole. Like this sure. this mission is probably fine. I just hate that it gets abused in a gimmick and it's just boring. It's like what what, congrats, ab- what you abuse played is there? the gimmick? What which one? It gets played with X Men with first class. Sure. Does that mean that they get all of the meteors turn one? No, it's just a boring gimmick, and that's the only people who play it because it's paid to flip. Well, I think X Men might go up two to one on Meteors turn one. Okay, who who cares? It's not a big deal. Sure. Um, so unlike the other two paid clips we haven't talked about yet, Meteors really encourages a center fight. 
So it's kind of like sword to where you have to stick around on these points and shoot each other. So it's a pay to flip, but it's an attrition based pay to flip as opposed to Mad Men and Spider Portals, which are more maneuver based. So if you want to just uh, shoot them up in the middle, you can afford to go down, you know, two or three victory points over the first two turns uh, and then wait for your attrition to turn to your advantage and your opponent just run out of options. Uh, so if you want that game plan, Meteors only has three points, like three, three victory points, and you can be pretty assured of at least getting your Meteor. So I don't think you go down too hard and you force that middle fight. So I like Meteors for an attrition space team. I agree with all of that. Um, I've been eyeballing it a lot. The only thing I don't like about it is it's 17, and most people have a 17 that's kind of in the hopper. Um, but I have been looking at it real hard lately, um, particularly because we don't have much X-Men in the meta doing that stuff, so I'm not really so worried about it locally. Um, but I'm also not that worried about it with even X-Men. Like They do worse things to you than Meteors. That's usually the the secure that is left, or the pay to flip rather that X Men don't take, mm-hmm. right? Because I, mm-hmm. I disagree with that, but that's the national meta, if you will. It's true. I mean, if you're standing on the middle point, and you have a range four gun, you're shooting every other point um, pretty easily, unless you're sitting on the back side of the of the outside points. Range five gun, and you are automatically threatening everything. That's a really, really easy way to extend your influence. If you have somebody like a Shuri or something like that, you can stick her on the middle point, and now she's buffing everybody on both points. So, so I, def- I played him. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you you can definitely play a bubble list on this pay to flip and feel good about it. So I played them with Inhumans, and you can uh, Medusa flip sent Prime to your Meteor, uh, so he is now a turret with two actions. Turn one, uh, flipping your Meteor and uh, murdering the world, or Lockjaw up to the center. You have so many options with, like I said, bubble lists, if you will, uh, to get into a, a great position to then uh, annihilate the world around you. And I had a lot of fun doing it. Cool. Although for popularity, it's it's a one. You never see yeah, it. Yeah, uh, that's what I was about to go to. I was like, I never see this thing. Uh, you've yeah. convinced me to start looking at it, but I never see it. So, yeah, one. Yeah, one as well. One. All right. Next up is... Portals over on City with Spider People. Everything I said about the last mission times ten on this one. <laughs> yeah, so that this is actually the one where we can all just spit on it and move on. I don't. Like this it. is this is the most cancerous mission that we have left in the game, in my opinion, because it is exclusively played by people that abuse it, and nobody else wants anything to do with it. It's not fun to play. It's not inducive of a healthy game environment. It's just on. It's just a negative play experience all the way around. The only people that would ever touch this are people that have some exploitive ability on it. I don't even know who does. I think everyone who picks this mission is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I was I was about to ask that next question is and who does exploit well, it's X-Men, this? But X Men are just going to roll the dice and hope for the best. Yeah. So I I won at LVO against X Men playing Spider Portals because he rolled a fucking skull just about every time he rolled it. Like, well, yeah, gonna... but he, he statistically shouldn't. If he's rolling four dice, a skull is like, what, 50-50-ish? Yeah. So he would get ported off, and I'd be like, oh, look at that free point. I guess I win. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just stupid. I was like, why did you bring this mission? Oh, X-Men are good on it. I'm like, really? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they are, but Because I he think... burned a tactic slot for three power on his team, and he said, well, the internet said that was good. You're like, well, okay. 
Well, they can move back, right? Like, if you have a charge in every model and you have the ability to place yourself and all that, I mean, you do have a, an advantage, but this one can unravel on you pretty quickly. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. I don't like this for anybody. Maybe, maybe Midnight Suns can, because you, if you have a medium base model and you get place two, can you go back and still contest? Or does it have to be a large base? I just... uh, no, so your base width is irrelevant because you're placing front to black on both. Models. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. It really yeah. is. No, no, I don't know who comes back. You have if to have you a... were to If you were at exact center, the base width isn't irrelevant. No. It's it, it is not irrelevant, mm -hmm. but it is nearly irrelevant. Uh, so let's say if you had a large base centered on the objective, you got placed two, and then you placed one back. I think you would be contesting, and wait, you're contesting regardless, right? Am I thinking this right? No, you, you're so not you're contesting if you, if you moved. If you moved two, you're moved two. You're far. You're too far away. But but if you if you bump them, afterwards, yeah, oh. that's the question. If you bump afterwards. Um, you are contesting regardless if you were dead center, I believe. Mm -hmm. Because a place away is three inches of, of front-to-back movement. You place back, you you, you negate the front-to-back, and then you negate one of the three inches. And so you're down to two inches. Your base is always at least an inch, plus the one inch to the objective. So you should be on the objective regardless if you, get play, if you bump backwards. Mm -hmm. um, but by that argument, you could just interact and then move back if you had the power left to do it the problem is the turn that matters the first turn midnight suns won't also have the power to bump because right. they interacted right it's it, it this is just a later in the game you would you could conserve an action with midnight suns because they could bump back on mm -hmm. top of it that would be the thing you could do the, mm -hmm. the sure midnight suns might have a niche play there yeah but too often when i've been playing on them like, you want to flip the point and then attack someone. But if you flip the point and it ports you, now you can't attack them. Uh, but maybe your attack has uh, a place on it, like Rhino or Beast. And now if you attack, you can't flip the point. So uh, there's just a lot of feels bad when you when you either can't afford to flip a point because you might get ported, or you want to flip the point to, to score and win, and then you get ported, then your opponent can just flip it after you. Uh, I just this think it's a, a feels bad mission. This mission should have been adjusted. It should have been something else happens or... I don't know. The, the the place effect is just too fucking random. Because it's not... You could... There's no such thing as, like, rolling what you want. Because you need you need hits, but you also need to not get a skull. The people that are better at rolling are actually worse at rolling because they get more skulls. It's just a nightmare. It, it's just an RNG fucking slugfest. Where every time you let go of the dice, you go, is this going to be the roll that loses me the game? I agree with you. Is I there... Think the, the, only proper strategy on this mission is to bring three people that can steal objectives and hope that you can just win on extracts. <laughs> I was going to say that the one thing I can think is, can you just have lots of bodies so you just have more opportunities to try or or another guy to sit on top of it so they can't auto steal? But that's so the thing I is, want, anybody I they can always three just roll on it, on no one matter point. how many people they have on it. Yeah. Right. I, I put three people on one point one time, never once made a roll, and he just one person held it against me the entire game. Mm-hmm. Because when I dazed him, I just failed all three rolls. And I was like, sweet. This was super worth a 10-point investment to try and take this fucking side flank point. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I with, I'm with you guys. I'm tr I was trying to find something, <laughs> but I couldn't. It's just the devil. There is no advocacy. It's just the devil. Yeah. You get, you get zero decisions, and you just watch the game unravel in front of you sometimes. And no ability to change anything. If, if it was just when there was no one there, you didn't roll... I'm fine with this mission mm -hmm. because you could clear it 
take it and not get placed off. Correct. That was like, that'd my, be fine. My total point earlier. Yeah. Exactly. No, this mission this mission is bad. It's it's poorly designed. I understand that you can argue it's designed that way on purpose, but that's just bad game design regardless because there's no ability for you to make any decisions involving this mission other than don't play it. You, you heard it here on Infamous. Just don't play it. The most popular affiliation has a card that interacts with it. You have to fucking suffer through it endlessly. <laughs> so stupid. Has it affected anyway. you recently? No, I haven't played this mission in a long time, but it's just a trash mission. Like, there's a doesn't need to be updated to get be it still be trash. I'm putting right, it in my on. list. Fine. <laughs> and you'll get more frustrated than I will about it. I'm not gonna get frustrated about it. I just don't enjoy playing it. It's a bad mission. I don't like but yeah. I, I don't play it, but uh so I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten because <laughs> that many people are fucking stupid. I don't know. <laughs> people also like American Idol, it doesn't make it a good TV show. Oh my god! Uh, I, I have played it quite a so bit. We can move on. It's yeah, a three. I'm, it's a three in popularity. Really? Mm. I'm like a it's five. the number one mission selected by the number one affiliation. I don't see how it's a three, but selected by no one else. Yeah, they're a third of the meta. Haven't you read? <laughs> oh, sorry, I haven't. All right, Parker, where I, you at? I actually have seen other people. Play uh, it. I was, I was going to see. I was going to say a, a three, actually, for the same reason. Yeah. All right. I said, next I said up. Five. Good. Let's Next go. up is Mute Madman turned City Center into Lethal Music Park. Oh, did they get rid of Center? They did. They they read it the name of the mission? Huh. Madman turned City into Lethal Amusement Park. I thought you say City Center. It, anyway. I think it did because the, the, the MCP database still says City Center, but the card says City. Does it? That's yeah. funny. Uh, so 18-point Bravo deployment. Um, this one was not changed at all? Nope. It's still the most fair pay-to-flip out there. 100% agree. Uh, well, I guess you actually are contradicting yourself. You mean other than sword base? Uh, it's the most fair non-RNG other than pay-to-flip based, yes. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. That That's a qualifier <laughs> or two. Okay, so sword base is complete RNG. Of the ones one where die. you roll your defense stat, oh. it's the fairest. <laughs> How about we say that? Yes, I think you can have legitimate strategies into Mad Men, even if you're not the person who picked it. Is it maybe because you're not placed within two when you roll a random die effect? Well, because of sword, there are ways to overflip yeah. or throw people off. Mm -hmm. um, there's yeah. also more maneuver around it. There's also it's more a lot out. more physical defense fours. Yeah. Now, having um, said that, I, go ahead. I actually uh, like this mission because you're punished for trying to take extra ground. But I also hate it. It's really weird. The traps almost never get enforced, even though they happen a lot. Um, people just forget that the traps are a thing in most of the games I play. It's like they forget to move their people with spider infected. Um, so if you try to take an opponent's point and fail, you are damaged. But you're also super rewarded for trying and succeeding. So it's it's just weird. Sure. Uh, this does one um, thing to the game that I had to kind of learn. Uh, and it seems silly. But the idea that I could take a point, flip it over, and just leave it there, and it just works passively, is the first time I played against it, I was like, oh, I, my guy doesn't have to just stand here. I can leave and go to the next one. This was not recently this happened. But the fa every once in a while when this thing pops up, I, I'm like, okay, how am I going to sit on the B and still influence the other points somehow? Oh, wait, no, I could just leave. Okay, move twice and try to flip this too. Um, it's a very... 
it's it's something that still bamboozles me every once in a while because I'm staring at it thinking it's got to be one of the other bees and it's not. This is the cool. one when you talk about X Men and they're fucking annoying. This is the one I hate. I only hate this one because B deployments almost guarantee that you're always going to be in cover the whole fucking game. Um, I had one really bad game against an X Men player in Omaha and during Bug Eater on this, but it was just due to dice. Like, it, it, he had a good strategy, but I felt like I played a good game into him. But it was just like every time I had an opportunity to, to gain the lead, it just backfired super hard. Like I had Bullseye do five damage to Hulkbuster on this and then score the point after he dazed me, and I was just like, whatever, <laughs> like fuck this game. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, it's frustrating when like the terrain and stuff like bees are weird because there's generally not scenario tokens in those locations in the games I play. And so terrain is commonly a huge issue on bees for me. I don't know if that's a common thing. It just tends to be people put terrain where the bees and the F's are. And so there's commonly really swingy terrain on these types of missions. Like there'll be like big trucks or buildings and stuff, and so one side's gonna have a huge advantage. I actually wish X Men didn't exist, and I think Mad Men would be very fair for most of the other affiliations outside. Of yeah, I used to love this for the people. I don't think anyone runs it now, but X Men because X Men do it super well. So while a lot of people do it, uh, do it well, not as good as X Men, so they leave it alone. So just an observation: before the missions got updated. Everyone played pay to flips because they were trying to avoid Kingpin and other stuff like that, like Web Warriors and Thanos. Um, then in the new world with the new missions, it seems like nobody pays pay, play to flips because they everyone agreed that they're terrible. Um, and now there's a, like the boogeyman now wants to play pay to flips, which is just yet an encouragement to not. And so it's weird how it's kind of reversed itself. Yep. Um, <laughs> And so, yeah, I feel pay to flips are officially shunned the way they should be, in my opinion. But we still have to play them because people try to abuse them. It's just interesting how the meta has changed. It used to be like web warriors and criminals were everywhere. And now it's X-Men and Brotherhood are everywhere. <laughs> yep. Um, I guess we're rating. So three. It's a three. Three feels I'd, good. I say four, but I just see it more often, I think. Yeah, I think you're more likely to see that one or Beaviers over Spider Portals. Portals is just fucking terrible. All right, on to some, finally, some good missions. Uh, <laughs> intrusions open across city as seals collapse. 19 points. Charlie deployment. Uh, removing the damage for interacting on this uh, may have been a mistake. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know about that. Uh, I like that they're not as punitive because you still have to drop your objective. That's that's relevant, but man, there's it just seems like people are jumping all over the place nowadays. Yep. Uh, the thing I learned uh, since we did our first podcast on this is that sometimes you should just drop the fucking objectives and go through the portal because yep. going through the portal is actually more important than than scoring your one objective you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost a game at LVO because I didn't go through a portal thinking it's important to keep the scenario, but I absolutely lost a huge amount of tempo by not going through it. My opponent purposely didn't have one and go, went through portals and killed me because he could go through portals and just eliminate mm-hmm. models he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, it's important to, to take account of what the pacing is on scoring and everything when you make that choice. It don't just autopilot, well, I have a token, so I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um but overall, it's a pretty simple mission outside of the placing. It's um, so fun. 
Like it really, when it when it comes to just punching each other in the face and like having a good time with uh, some Marvel models, this one to me is the most fun. You get to basically punch anyone you want, and everyone that yeah. they want can punch you. So it just becomes a big mash. So, so, in your opinion, are the proper amount of portals on a table three, or do you prefer no, like no, 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 seven? No. Um, what I like is seven. Seven, seven. portals. <laughs> did, you're like, did you say second? No, seventh. No. <laughs> that game was in fucking insane. Double Bifrost on yep. intrusions. And the Bifrost, the Bifrost was close enough to a portal to get to a portal. So you could jump out of any one to get to any one at any given time. That was insane. Yeah. So uh, Intrusions, I think, is by far the brawliest mission. Uh, more so than Demon's Fisker Gamma. Because it forces multiple models to come to the middle. It's not like Gamma or Demons, where you maybe you send a model to the middle, maybe you don't. And everyone else kind of plays KD and shoots other people. If you send no one to the middle, you're losing 3-0 in Intrusions. And that's bad. You can't afford so, to do that. Okay? Also... There's no such thing as a support model of intrusions, uh, unless you're totally cool with them being way far away from scoring. Because mm-hmm. if you have a support model, or, or even worse, a control model, because if you leave a control model off the intrusions, your your opponent will just leave the area <laughs> that they don't they don't want to be controlled. They'll just wait till later and then teleport once your control model is already activated. And most control models are fragile, so your, your opponent, like you said, could just jump on them and brawl the hell out of them when normally they could hide on the back point. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, I see is on Gamma, it's it's more of like a war. It's like we're starting a war, and so we know where it's going to end, which is in the middle. On Intrusions, it feels more like a Mexican standoff, where it's like nobody's going into it using the portals. Like There's like, well, but it's going to happen. And when that fight starts, it's just going to be a cascading like firefight once people start jumping through portals. But until then, it's kind of like a Cold War. It feels like, which, but it almost always breaks on turn two or three. But what I'll see on intrusions is people will get the extracts and run away from the portals. But you can't do that on Gamma efficiently because you'll be so weak by the time they chase you down that they're super easy to kill. Um, so I feel like intrusions is one of the more fighty missions, but I think Gamma ends up being more fighty. Mm. I think if you run away from intrusions, you're wrong. Unless it's like turn six to win the game. You cannot afford to, even on turn four, start going down 3-0 on the secures. Depending on the extract, when you can, like, let's say, give Toad two extracts and then he runs away and use, like, our banking points. Like, I feel like you could take a couple models and run them away pretty efficiently, depending on the mission. Sure, if I've got Toad with two, granted, but... Yeah. Well, even just, like, you're doing, let's say you're doing spider, Spider Infected. It's like, I get my two back guys are just running, and then the rest of my list is going to the middle. Mm hmm have to test that some more. In theory, I don't like and then, it. And then when your opponent comes over to try and fight you and they drop their tokens, you activate the model they didn't daze, you go get theirs and move away from the portals. And now it's like, how many points did you really score off these blues that you went after? Hmm. Okay. More testing to be determined, but uh, I'll go on air with it, saying I disagree. It is definitely one of the top three fighting missions. Um, so this is the most popular mission in the game, right? No. I'm giving this one an eight. Five. I'll give it a six. I, I see a six. Why do I keep this. Aaron? You and I are on the same wavelength. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna start saying Aaron. my number first. <laughs> <laughs> Why 
Why would you do that when you copy him? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I know exactly. I'll be really. It'll be really hard for me to copy because I'll have to try to guess what his number is. But Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. Nineteen threat. This uh, this should no, wait, be echo deployment. This should be a rank ten, just because it has the word comeuppance in the title. I know, right? <laughs> Followed by the word come. Like it yeah. doesn't even like who wrote come this. Come due. <laughs> This is my most played attrition mission. Fourteen at one hundred eight. I think I played. Yeah, no, I, I think I played on this. I think I played on this four or five times at LVO. Just at LVO. This this is the most non scenario you can possibly have. Maximum points three, and you're discouraged from contesting them. Heavily discouraged. Like it doesn't uh-huh. make any sense if you're not trying to just kill everybody. And um, this will shock you. People like playing with more. Fighty models. Yeah. So 19 or 17 threat. About 90% of the people I've ever played against are like, 19! Right? Yeah. More Pass, big boys, no. more shit. Right? Let's Jesus go. Christ. Well, it's, it's harder to kill 19 points of models <laughs> than 15 points of models. People just like playing with all their toys. So mm-hmm. uh, it's 19 threat and uh, yeah, super killy. So people love this mission. Well, it's just so easy to upgrade from 17 to 19 right you just upgrade like a three-pointer to a five-pointer and you're like let's do it <laughs> like there are a couple um, there, yeah. are, there are a couple models that are immune to incinerate so if you like playing those models then you could have this have them, yes. one of them sit on the middle point or and, and less defense dice lower but that's not a super important thing and bill is one of them and bill is a great hold the middle kind of guy that when he's immune to incinerate ghost rider is too he likes to be in the center he does like being in the center, but he definitely doesn't like holding the center as much as Bill does. Oh, I love Ghost Rider in the middle of this because he gets because your choice is kill Ghost Rider and nothing happens because I just bring him back to life from my guy who's on the back point, uh, or uh, Ghost Rider's just in the middle, making sure that you have you know, you're constantly hexed or incinerated himself because he's got the beam. I'm sorry, I'm going down the the path of Ghost Rider. Yeah. He likes this. All right. Um, I don't think there's much to talk about this one. This mission didn't change at all. Um, nine? <laughs> nine or ten. No. Yeah. It, this one's popular just because it's the first attrition mission taken by every player. Tinker. Ten. I'd say, yeah, I'd say nine. All right. Final one. Superpowered scoundrels from the Sinister Syndicate. 20 points. Foxtrot deployment. Uh, Aaron, you never got back to me on how much you liked my uh, <laughs> my scoundrels list. Loved it. Go wide, Avengers with Sam and Steve and Red Guardian. So you have all the shield throws. Then you throw in Hawkeye and Bullseye. You have five bottles that ignore cover. <laughs> that all have rage for its X. Sounds amazing. It's hilarious. Well. I can tell you that nobody would let you play your blues if they had a choice. <laughs> uh, I have, well, yeah, I've seen many people playing scoundrels. Yeah, that's the thing is, I think it, there it's actually a really popular mission. Yeah. Not really popular, I guess. It's more popular than pay to flips by non expen players. I'll definitely say that. It but I my... do feel like ninety percent of the people that take scoundrels are making a mistake. Yeah, I don't. Every time I played against somebody on their scoundrels, I've beaten them because they gave because they took scoundrels. It's odd. Mm-hmm. I I don't get I don't get what they were doing. Why they took scoundrels? 
it's funny because I don't see like what you're describing, like the swarmy list with lots of twos and threes, so they can make sure to always contest. They're always playing fives and fours on scoundrels, and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess it's really weird. Yeah. Because, like, the mission counters their own playstyle, right? Right. It's like, okay, well, now I'm going to outscore you because you're a tall list. And you, the fact that you're, everyone has cover actually helps me more than it helps you. So my guys aren't getting one-shotted. It's just weird. Yeah. So here's the reason people do it. Because if you take a look at the, um, the non-pay-to-flip secures, uh, you're basically, you have four attrition-based and four non-attrition. The non-attrition are riots, cosmic invasion, Infinity Formula, and Scoundrels. And if they're like, ooh, a D, I don't want to play in a D, they're playing Infinity Formula and Scoundrels. Mm-hmm. Plus, pick one. So I think a lot of people are afraid of Ds because they're, they're either inexperienced or they built a list that lights to brick up and synergize. And a D forces that open. And so a lot I, of people end up with Infinity Powered, uh, sorry, Infinity Formula and, and uh, Scoundrels. So I can understand the Infinity Formula, but... If your argument to take scoundrels is I don't want to play a D, I think you need to learn to play on Ds. I I agree with you. I'm saying yeah. why it's popular. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, by unless, that argument, you're also like just play on intrusions. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, not if you're well. Well, that no, that's no. I, I really <laughs> I, I like your analysis, Aaron. That makes perfect sense. I've often wondered like why did this person? But that makes every time I've ever seen that they were not playing a heavy brawly attrition based list but they also maybe didn't want the d's so that makes sense how about this uh as a parallel the people that don't want to like learn to play on like constrigit timers but and but then like just take all of the time in a game like i don't know this might be a good pair not be a good parallel but when we played war machine some people didn't like using turn timers which is like five to ten minute turns it was just a hard limit you could not take more than that on a single turn. And then it moved on to chess clocks was the next thing that everybody had. People would play on chess clocks, but never actually learn to play quickly. So they would clock out really quickly. And they, so they'd lose all their games because they would just clock out because they didn't want to play with turn timers. Like, I don't want to feel rushed. It was like, yeah, but then you lose all your games to the clock. He's like, I'd rather just lose all my games to the clock than play rushed. Like, that's kind of what this feels like. It's like, I'd rather lose on Scoundrels than play on Ds, is what it feels like. The, there's, another, there's another really obvious one, which is you, people okay. see the 20 threat, and they go, like you said, I want to play with all my toys. I, I made, oh man, I made this list that uses these four, four, uh, four models, and it turns out to be 20 threat, but then I get to play all four of these models at 20 threat. You're like, wait a minute, you're playing five ambush tokens? <laughs> Oh, with four models, yeah, I guess you right. get to do it, but you're losing. That's the other thing. Like yeah. it does. Like it's one of those like counterintuitive things. Like it sounds good if you only look at one of the pieces of evidence, and then right. you keep going, it gets worse and worse. Right. And then um, people go, it's... "Why did I lose? I got to play the four models that are supposed to be unbeatable." You're like, "Well, <laughs> that, that's you, that's not." Yeah. It's also a very specific anti X Men. Like, oh, hi Storm, welcome to your fucking leadership. Uh, you don't get one, or we share. Everyone consider it. Uh, and I think you're only disadvantaged into to kingpin criminals, right? I don't think there's anyone else who like absolutely shines on scoundrels as far as an affiliation than web warriors. They are very good. I'll give you yeah. that. I also think I also, that I also think uh, sorry, Avengers are also really good on it. But like X Men are better on Mad Men. You could play Spider Foes and Mad Men and be okay. I think a lot of people can play on scoundrels and feel okay. Um, 
and I don't think uh, Web Warriors or Kingpin was super popular like going into LVO. I think Kingpin's a little more popular now, but I think people see it as a safe bet into the meta, i.e. Brotherhood and uh, X-Men, uh, and S.H.I.E.L.D. for that matter. Like, oh, you're going to shoot me with all your guns. Okay, great, I get cover. So I think it's a safety blanket, and people are like, yeah, maybe it's bad in the Kingpin, but we'll just roll the dice. Yeah. I've definitely come down off the ledge. I don't think this mission needs to be banned anymore. But uh, <laughs> that's only because they completely changed the way missions work. <laughs> Jeremy, have you played this against on this mission very much? Yeah, I played it a bunch. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. It's fine. Um, I don't like uh, the the cover aspect. I think it's kind of stupid. Um, it's the, one of the a lot only of people forget it too. Yeah, it's the only one that does that, right? That like gives yeah. you some sort of random game mechanic in the middle of your fucking turn. Uh, it's weird, but whatever. It's fine to me. It's like it's a five. It's twenty points, and it plays very fair. I think, aside from Kingpin, right? Like. Uh, if you can't grab three of the five, then you're going to lose, and you should. Like, there isn't anything random about that. All right, uh, so ratings, uh, I would say this is probably a four. Parker, you go first. I was actually going to say uh, a three, just because I don't see it very often. But It's a but seven. You guys are both I was going to say seven. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't see it that much, but I, I can understand the logic in seeing it that much. I, I um, think I've seen it a lot. But again, I think it's it's like gambler's fallacy logic mm-hmm. on a lot of it, because I don't think this is a good mission for more than a couple affiliations. Uh, I This might be my like ship that I've passed in the night. I just haven't seen it. People have it, but I don't see it. Yeah, you're playing A-Force. You've gotten fucking lucky and dodged <laughs> well, it. Well, that's expectable, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's expectable that we're going to have different experiences, right? Because we have different pools of opponents and games right. and affiliations. Like, mm-hmm. uh, So just some closing arguments on secures in general. It's 95% of the time when you pick blues, it's because you have priority. The common knowledge is obviously that the person with priority is advantaged to take blues. And so the person without priority will generally have extracts. Um so you, when you're picking your blues, you should not expect to have the ability to choose points, which is one of the reasons I think this having 20 points tied to it is not a good argument to put it in your list. Uh, unless your argument is, I hope my opponent is dumb and picks 20 points. I, I don't know. I guess that's an okay argument. I've chosen extracts a few times, but you know that's generally when the two attrition players line up against each other and we have slightly different reds. And it's like, okay, let's go. But if your choice is 20 or 16 and all you care about is playing 17 and above, you might take this instead of the 16. Not because you care about the 20, but you care about avoiding the 16. It removes your opponent's ability to choose low points. Sure, I guess. I disagree, but I understand the argument. Uh, Because of what you just said, Perrin has switched to a list where he is focused on taking and playing his extracts. Oh, interesting. Like into the meta, right? So the mm-hmm. meta is take blues. Like, well, what if I want to? My entire game plan is about reds. Kind of like my intrusions argument. Yep. It's like what happens if we just you know ignore the, the the blue mission? I get minimal points from it, but I win the extract so hard that I win the game. Yes. Now he'll still play the blue mission, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, you're not going. You're ever going to ignore free points, right? So, but a lot of those blue missions also give you two defensive points. So. You yep. can usually get a couple free points in the early turns just for nothing. Yeah. Is he playing Senators? Tell me you guys are trying to break that six nope. Senator thing. 
that shit Damn is it. stupid. He's playing That's the mission. Mich- he's playing the missions that uh, teaser for for next week, but uh, the ones that completely fell out of favor. Used to get played okay. all the time, aren't new, and just you never see them anymore. I never I'll saw. Spoil you for next week then. All right. Um. Yep, I think that's going to be it for today's show. Um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I hope you had a good time. This has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jeremy. And Aaron. And you've just listened to The Gang Secures the Win. Hell yeah. So what are we going to call this thing? I got it. Okay. Incredible, new, fantastic, astonishing, mighty, original, uncanny, sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down Infamous. And we are back. About Back fucking time. Again. We've been gone forever. It mm-hmm. feels like it's actually been a long time. Like a God whole seven damn. days. So, Jeremy, like I have a question to... for you. Yes. If uh, if you had a space you could go to, and uh-huh. every time you went there, you had fun. Dear God. <laughs> right? What would you call this place? And, and there were others there, right? You have fun with others. Uh-huh. In your mind, just, just picture it. And is it or is it not the porn shed? It's, I was uh, thinking brothel. Okay, the brothel. Sex I like island. that. I like brothel. <laughs> I can. I can be down with that. Handjob hotel. <laughs> no, all of those things are too long. It needs to be like yes. It needs to be like one syllable. Like no. I was thinking the brothel. So I was actually thinking the shed. Ah, oh, this the shed definitely sounds like a place to go. It, it looks like somewhere you'd go to get murdered. Yes, that's what I mean. I don't want to be murdered. Murder house. It should be something right. exciting. But it's one of those like, like it's a brothel. Like the Willy- it's like the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate stops. Factory thing. It's like it starts off very scary and grim, Fudge and factory. very exciting, but ends scary and grim again. So like it's like this sandwich of scary and grim, with candy <sighs> in the middle. <laughs> what is wrong with that? I don't, I don't like it. For anyone <laughs> listening at home, all right. So realistically, so the new place is starting to come together. Um, I spent last night, and by last night I mean from 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. Uh, setting up the paint room, uh, and it is basically ready to paint. Um, so I'll probably be trying to take advantage of that over the next couple days. Ooh. Uh, for Jeremy and Aaron, quick news, I got confirmation. Uh, oh my god. The room is from Tuesday. What? We can drop the Tuesday, though. Yes. Okay, so it would be from Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah. For Adepticon, it's a double two double room. He could also cut out Wednesday. Uh, the room is one thirty six a night. That's actually perfect. not that. I want to say perfect. But... Love it, man. All right, Jeremy's paying for the room. Me and Aaron are staying with him. Okay. I want you to know. Uh, I went. I'll... I went online and I looked for some uh, some synonyms for shed, and I got some good oh my ones. God. I got some good ones. Wait, wait. We need uh, to tell listeners why we're having this conversation. Okay. So, yeah. Let, let's okay. let's get there first. <laughs> so I was. So anyway, so the paint room is basically ready to go. The new house I'm moving into is much closer to the game store, not an hour north, where and where no one lives and everyone's sad. 
Um, but the um, the house has two garages. There's a, the normal garage on the house, and there's a separate garage in the back. And uh, so we're turning that into the game room, which is going to have TV, couches, like a bar. Um, it's he- going to be heated and cooled, and then it's going to have multiple game tables. Uh, one of which is like the role-playing table I used to run D&D games. And then it's where we, we just got from Nigel with Muse. He gave us some old tables they had. So we've got uh, two 8x4s on casters that can be moved around and a 4x4 four four on casters that can be moved around. And so we'll have plenty of space for games. Um, and then also we have like a paint room and everything set up. Uh, so we're trying to come up with a name for the back garage because we keep calling both of them the garage, which is confusing. And... Uh, so we can't, well, that's why we're trying to come up with this name. Um, are you ready? Fine. Here we go. These are just synonyms. Just, just Parker, if me... this would be anything like you trying to name the podcast, no. I'm going no, to be it's not. very sad. I was trying bored. to come up with them myself. This is just, okay. just a list of things. This is just synonyms. Shed. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if I learn go. something, I'm going to be mad. You're not going to learn a goddamn thing. Here we go. Thank you. Okay. You tell me if any of these have good mouthfeel, Brandon. This is your shed. Okay. How about hut? No. Mm. Lean to. No. Okay. Cottage. No. Cabin. Rape no. cabin. Camp. Rape camp. If you just insert the term rape in front of all of these, it's going to be really weird, Jerry. Yeah. I'm just Ready? saying. No. 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 Why would it be called a camp? Uh, this, okay, so I, I will actually talk about... Going to Brandon's to the camp. There's that... Okay, the yeah. word camp... <laughs> The word camp in the north does mean like a place I, where you go to like go in the wilderness. <laughs> but the word camp in a lot of places in the world, including where I was born, actually means like a cabin. It's the same as cabin is what it means. Camp is the same thing as a cabin. It, no, it's actually the same as shed. Continue. Mm-hmm. Bungalow. <laughs> I think I think if we pass on bungalow, I don't think we could pass on anything. I think this is the the, the thing. It's the bungalow. bungalow. <laughs> the bungalow. You're, you're so close. So Sold. it it has to be the brothel. That no. way, I, no, no, I tell my wife, I'm going to the brothel. She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what we call Brandon's garage where we play games. And then she'll be like, yeah. okay. And the next time I'll be like, we're games. going to the brothel. And she's like, oh, yeah. And then after that, I don't have to lie. Just, I just say I'm going to the brothel. And she's like, cool. Where do you, you know, find just, brothels? Where does you anyone could find brothels? tell her this story because we only see her once a year. It, we will probably not contradict this story. And you could still accomplish your goal. But I'd feel bad if I was lying. Oh, because there would be a lie involved. Yes, yes. What about I haven't How about just it said, you say that's what I call Brandon's garage. Oh, okay. I think I think I got one close to brothel. What about hovel? <laughs> hovel? Hovel. Yeah, the hovel. Oh I don't God. think I've ever met someone worse at naming things. Okay, I, I, this is not me, but this is Webster's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but was your idea to use synonyms for... For garage, yes, you said terms. you were looking for smaller, shorter words. Okay, here I got one. I don't I'll think give you, you that no some of them one. were short words. This has got to be it. This has got to be it. Here it comes the million dollar. It's a shack, isn't it? A shack? Come on. No, no. It's not. A I shack, said shack. No. You said you said shed. I did say shed. That's true. The seashells but, in the shed. Oh come on, shack is where it's at. Oh man, I found it. It's on the list. Good lord. Did you ever watch Arrested Development yes. where I, I watched all of them, yeah. Job gets a job with the competitors on naming things and he has to name one of the areas where the new housing developments are getting built? Oh, yeah. So he comes up with Fuck Mountain. <laughs> 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 and 
It's like when people move in there, they know what they have to do. <laughs> or they can get the fuck out. <laughs> so, do you got a name now? Did you figure it out? No. This was all terrible. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was crystal clear at this point. God. The hole. I'm now just scrolling through <laughs> all of the bad podcast names we never used. Oh, God. Uh, Aaron, I don't know if you ever experienced these unless you listened to all the episodes. I did not. It was the, I was probably the pilot? missed the first eight. Was this the ramble on the pilot? This was There was a bit of a ramble on the pilot, but also I just called you out on like episode 10 on how bad you were at this. Mm-hmm. And I basically had to carry all the weight by myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I could just read through this. would be a fun like post segment. Uh, I'll read these and then Aaron and, Jer- and Jeremy can guess which ones who came up with. Uh, Muse on Marvel. Is this between you and Parker? Me and Parker came up with all these. Uh, this was you. It was it's actually Parker. Mm. I'm just kidding. It was me. Yeah, <laughs> not proud of that one. <laughs> it made more sense when Muse wasn't doing podcasts for a while. <laughs> uh, always, it's always sunny in the multiverse. I like that one. That was probably you. It was me. Yes. Uh, Batman podcast. That was probably you. That was not me. I hate Batman. I hate <laughs> DC. That was definitely Parker. Uh, Secret Wars. That sounds like a Parker one. That's a that's a deep dive into comic books. Aaron, you're pointing, but are you're pointing just to the side on my screen because the the orientation of our discords determines who's to your right. <laughs> Parker. Okay. We, well, you're in a solid stack vertically for me, so you're pointing to the side and you're pointing at a black screen. Anyway, uh, that was me. Uh, I'll, uh, that was a tricky one. I can see how you missed okay. that one. Okay. Uh, PB and J. I hate that so much. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> that oh was fine. God. Parker, Brandon, and Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I, I got but, that. I, just for people at home, it's our initials. <laughs> just in case nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> God. You just like sandwiches. <laughs> I do like sandwiches. Love sandwiches. Uh, the Revengers podcast. That sounds like a Parker. That was a Parker one. Infinite podcast on infinite Earths. Mm, I don't hate that one. That was also Parker. All right, I'm just gonna read all Parkers now. I'm bored with this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the Gauntlet. Nope. I don't even know what that means. I I I, I was Infinity. Really... <laughs> shed. <laughs> it's Shed. Shed. It's Shack. Friendly is... neighborhood podcast. Oh, then the one everyone comes up with Marvel Crisis podcast. Uh, I don't know if I can read the rest of these. Maximum effort podcast, ultimate podcast of ultimate crisis, the crisis friends, Earth's mightiest podcast, days of future podcast. Oh, I, I just like went that through one. all the all the comic titles. Yeah, I just... and put the word podcast in it. <laughs> Uh, then we had L2 Marvel Crisis Protocol, based off our old L2 War game. Uh, and then Parker is Dumb, the podcast. Guess who came up with that one? <laughs> I got quite frustrated with this naming process. For me. Uh, I was still a fan of either Doomcast or Lockvarian Radio. Those were the two that we almost did. Yeah, we Fuck got really close. Radio. We got really close that to been That's a deep yeah. dive right there. Yeah. Yeah, we also, uh, I came up with We Are Podcast, so many shows. That's what I like to refer to as a shallow cut. It's very shallow. 
<sighs> but here we are, living the dream. I'm actually pretty happy with the name we came up with. I still like it, it took hours of just sitting there and hitting our heads against a wall. Mm-hmm. I do think we and, mi- you missed out on putting all of the letters on the, the shirts, what they actually mean. I actually designed another one with Nigel that was like the Matrix, and so with our green and black logo, Mm -hmm. it was like the Matrix letters coming down and disappearing, and so it was all the words fading out. Mm -hmm. And It looked cool, but it was just so busy that you couldn't tell what it was for. Yeah. Uh, I actually keep meaning to post what our jerseys and uh, shirts are going to look like. I keep forgetting at the same time. All right. Uh, I got through the first season of Persons of Interest. Ooh. It's getting better. There are... There are still bad TV show things about it, like, uh, what's an example? Um, you know how they just add the, the sounds in afterward? Like, they do, like, the, the sound effects, like, later in post. Mm-hmm. And so, every time someone pulls the hammer back on a Glock to threaten somebody, I want to put my head in the microwave. <laughs> it's like, god damn it. <laughs> People don't do anything about firearms. There was another scene where the main character, like... Uh, uses a assault rifle to hit a door handle and break it so he can open the door on the, this industrial metal door. And he, like, barely even touches the thing. The handle just falls apart. And I was just like, come on, guys. Like, He's really strong. He's really strong. He's so strong. And well, so there's, like, shit like that pisses me off. But what I'm, one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever is from a terrible movie called The Last Action Hero with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen this movie? Oh, I love it. How and, dare you refer to that movie as bad? If you tell uh, me you don't like Kindergarten Cop, you're no Kindergarten I, Cop. That movie, I'm done Kindergarten with this. Cop is that a movie cinematic is achievement. Bad. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop is a cinematic achievement. But in the, well, I love the moment in Last Action Hero where he goes into the real world and he goes to break into the car and he just tries to run his hand through the window. And goes ah like it was it was so painful to like punch really a car hurts. window. He just he finds it terribly terribly painful. It's like yeah, that would be horrible to try to punch a car window. That would feel awful when it's not made of sugar. Last Action Hero, it's... the the main bad yeah. guy in that movie is the um, this evil father in Game of Thrones, which is oh, a very yeah. serious, like crazy, mm-hmm. like scary character. So going back and ever catching glimpse of him with this weird fucking eye and doing corny yeah, lines, he's got, like the fake eye. It's so yeah. weird. It's so weird. He's such a serious, nasty character. I love the Thrones. first interaction him and Arnold have on screen, where he answers the door at like that um, that coastal mansion, mm. and they're just like going back and forth trying to intimidate each other. It's fucking great. It's got one of my favorite songs ever in it. Uh, which one's that? Uh, Angry Again by Megadeth. That's a good one. It's when he sits down to watch the movie in the theater for the first time. That's the opening role. I think that, I mean, I've seen that in the last five years because it was randomly on. And I mean, for what it is, man, that thing does hold up for what it is. Like, it doesn't claim to be anything it's not. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, 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 I enjoy it. Like, it's fine. What? What are we talking about now? Last Action Hero as a movie. Oh, okay. Because it knows what it is That's and true. it plays to its strengths. Yeah. Right. It, it's, it's, it's trying to be corny and, and campy. Mm-hmm. That's the point. I just can't. I cannot actually. I really, really struggle to watch it. For the writing is fine. Like the the point is fine. The plot is fine. But the the actor who plays the boy, like he is just so terrible. And I don't know if it's on purpose. I can't tell. It that's it. It really 
every yeah. time he talks, I'm like, oh god, I just you are so bad at this. I just, it's like they got the the first yeah, if you're high not school a kid relating student. with him. Then yeah, yeah. That, yeah, when the when he takes him to his house that by the freeway, and he walks in, and the kids look around, like, why don't you have any furniture? And you start shooting the, the fucking closet. <laughs> It's like, what are you doing? He's like, there's always somebody in the closet. Must <laughs> be like, a fortune in closet doors. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you get home like, and just start pumping 45 caliber rounds into the fucking drywall. See, <laughs> there's no problem with this. But see, that part is great. Like that, that is great. Right, because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. You're like, what are you fucking kidding me? Like that part's fantastic. It's the it's just when the boy talks. I just, mm-hmm. I just can't. I, I'm he, hard he is he is not great. Yeah. yeah. It's not great. Can you imagine living next door to somebody who just puts three rounds through the wall when he comes home? <laughs> like <God. laughs> Alright. Well that was fun. Uh I'm refusing to watch uh The Mandalorian because I wanna I wanna get closer to the end so I can like you binge, binge that it? shit. I don't think I can do it once per week. I love it too much. So that's what um that's what Ryan from the store does with like My Hero Academia. He's waiting for season six to basically be over. Then he's gonna watch it all in like two days. Mm-hmm. I I didn't think that they did twenty episode seasons though. I thought they did like twelve. Um, and I think this season's just longer. Are because... you talking about Mandalorian? No, I'm talking about season six, My Hero. Oh. Uh, so well, I can tell six... you. Go ahead. Season six, My Hero starts off high, like very intense. And it does not slow down for a long time. And so, like, the first couple episodes, you're just like, holy shit. They're like, all the shit that's happening in front of you that you thought was nowhere close to happening. Um, and so I told Dave and Ryan, it's like, every episode of season six of My Hero is better than every previous episode of the show. And it just keeps getting better for, like, the first 12 episodes of the season. It's like, holy shit. Well, I can tell you, I am... If you... I, I can't tell you about the episode links of others, but I think I'm, I'm on season two. I think I'm almost done. I'm on like episode 27 or some shit. Like of season two or total? No, season two. I, unless unless they're just counting all the seasons. I think it just counts up. Oh, okay, yeah. they're just so it says season two, but it's not. It's it's actually. So right. I'm on I'm on episode 27 of the entire show. Okay, that actually What's makes a lot more sense because I was like, have I watched 27 episodes in this season? I feel like I've been yeah. watching a lot of My Hero, but is that true? Okay, that makes more sense. Are you at the camp? No, I'm right. I'm I'm at the the right before the camp. They're doing the uh, exams. It's the exams. Oh, that's right. Okay. Not gonna lie, right. I need something. I need something to happen to Bakugo. I need something because I am just so I just if, hate him. Like so he much. just never changes. Is that gonna? Be a no, no, no. I I don't, I'm fine with him not changing. If I under if he's if he's rounded at all, I need to know something about his past, something about him as a person. He's just so close to every anger-filled, just blue-balled nut kid I have at school that I'm just like, oh Jesus, you are just you need to get laid or something so bad. You're just so fucking pent up. Just need to chill the fuck out. Yeah, you just need to chill or something, anything. I don't care what you got to do. Go do yoga. Go sit in a room with a bell. Just something, just to relax you, man. You are just on, on, on eleven all the time. And I have, that is my like homeroom class at school right now. As I've got three, yeah. I've got three young men, all taller than me, that just sit there white knuckling 
for 45 minutes, and I'm guessing they do that seven times every day. They're just ready to pop. I'm just like, whoa, why are you guys so on edge all the time, always? Are you... And, that, and that's Baku. That's that's the character Bakugo, right? He's just always on edge. He's always ready to hurt something. And I'm like, why are, are you, you always ready? He's, to... he's like ready to explode. Yes. At any moment. Yes, like that. And I get Bakugo's power reflects him as a, like his personality reflects his power and stuff. I get that, but I just need to know. I need to know something about him to make that character more round, or I'm going to I'm going to hate every time he comes on the screen. Hasn't happened yet, but man, I'm just I'm getting close. Are you watching the movies? Uh, I haven't watched um, – if they're on Hulu, I'll watch them. I haven't watched them yet. So I think the first movie happens in between seasons two and three. Um, and then the next movie is, I think, after season three or four. And then the, the last one's after season five. Anyway, <clears throat> are you guys ready to start? You want to talk about anything else first? We were um, driving. Me and my, my boys were in the back. We I just picked them up from church. And uh, – they went and saw Quantumania recently, and this is no spoilers. This is just a little anecdote. Um, and they were talking, and I was like, "What's your favorite part?" And they, you know, there's the guy with the no holes or whatever. There's like a joke in there, but um, oh. yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, the the no holes guy." And I was just kind of making the voice. I was like, "You know, how many holes do you have?" And uh, the, my <laughs> Eli goes seven, and Gabe starts. You could hear the gears in Gabe's head grinding and he's like six and he like and, and he's like they're both like back there kind of talking or whatever and I'm I'm just listening and I'm like how are they gonna what's about to happen here and he like goes idiot you're wiener and they both just start laughing I swear to god having two boys is the best it's just the best oh god Yep, and I'm like, yep, seven it is. <laughs> We're going to stop at seven. Yep, seven. Oh, God. All right, here we go. <clears throat> um, We did it. We did. Uh, yeah. I am fading really hard already. You, yeah, I expected that. I know we're already over time. I don't know if you noticed. Jeremy uh, requested specifically that we went to one o'clock, though, so I was trying to really stretch it out. That's incorrect. There, I, I don't know that we're gonna get there. I'm just, That's I'm just the let, opposite. I'm just letting you guys know that I'm trying to. I'm doing everything I can. I was actually sitting on my heater at one point, just trying to cool. Burn Let's my, clap and be done. Just I like burn it. my right. ass. Yeah. Well, I was gonna talk about my Adepticon list real quick, but I guess I won't do that. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that later. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye bye. Bye.